Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. That, uh, that probably is going to receive some pushback and some tug-of-war type shit. He tries it out on me. So, you know, it's, it's a work. It's work, but he's uh, he seemed to be having a really hard time in his uh, community of people who he very re- up until very recently agreed with on just about everything. Now they're not really seeing eye-to-eye, so he usually reaches out to me when he's, when he's uh, working on a new equation. In independent thinking is um, a laborious undertaking, and sometimes it can be lonely. You will be um, isolated from your tribe, and it's and it's more of a demand to agree with everything now than anything that comes to my recent memory. So my heart goes out to him. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks yeah. when you got to choose between making the people around you that you love happy. And acclimating to you and accepting of you or following your conscience, you know? Mm, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how easily that shit can happen, too. You know what I mean? Somebody who you completely locked in with, you get some some new information and your brain, you know, your mind changes a little bit. And then they're just like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? You sound like one of them. And you're like, wait, what? I thought we were <laughs> I thought we would try to fix this shit. But yeah, some people are so committed to the us and them situation. Ain't no fixing it as far as they're concerned. But that's what we're seeing a lot of now too, with the um with everything happening with these, you know, Trump supporters and shit getting put on lists and you know, the cancellation and all of that. This is coming from people who it seems like they just fundamentally don't want to fix shit. Well, I mean, they don't want there to be any kind of plurality in thinking. Like there's there's a official dogma about what you can be outraged about. And you yeah. have to subscribe to it and adhere to it with a, a great deal of care and precision and deviating from it in any way uh, could be a problem. And of course, there's no consistency to it. And I think that's what really frustrates a lot of people. But at this point, it's pointless to try to reason with people and try to get there. Um, to try to talk them into being consistent or being fair, it's not going to happen. You just have to move forward accepting that it is what it is at this point. This is where um, the people that influence culture have led us. There's enough people that are on board with it or enough people making enough noise about it that enough people are convinced that it, it really does have enough weight to affect your life in the real world. So you just you just got to respect it, man. And, I, and I'm tired of the tribalism on all sides, like even the way it's presented on the other side. It's it's so it's so disgusting, <laughs> even yeah. though I understand where it's coming from and I understand the points that are trying to be made. But none of it's helpful. None, none of it's mm. helpful. So like when we touched on uh, a little bit um, with uh, El Presidente. I know we had talked about, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the white, cis white male under attack. You know, uh, right. Google, Google um, 
happy, happy, happy white, white woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> I and still think that's a troll, bro. That's a, that's a troll. Somebody's fucking with people on purpose. It, it it could be right, and and obviously, you know, there is definitely, um, there's definitely an undeniable cultural, um, uh, what's what's the word for it? It's it's like the the default setting right now is something that is undeniably hypocritical and self serving. So like when people talk about you know, uh, diversity, right? They're not talking about we really need different kinds of people or different thinking in different um, parts of society. People are talking about um, I need more of me in that particular field. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, there's not enough. There's not enough black people winning Oscars. There's there's not enough black people in this profession or that profession. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and and invariably, it's always somebody of that tribe advocating for more opportunity for someone in their tribe. Totally, the, 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 you know, a discussion about merit isn't even brought up, you know. But you're not seeing anything with, like, like somebody making that argument. Like, there's not enough, you know, uh, black scientists or black reporters. There should be more representation. There needs to be, you know, more black people in, in this industry or that industry. But those people aren't saying for diversity, like, yo, there needs to be more Koreans in the NBA. Koreans right. are way underrepresented, you know? So I understand why people get in that sentiment, but this is the danger. And this is something I want to talk about, too, because I started I started chiseling out some of the uh, the Google Docs again. And when I started to get on the uh, transcending the binary thing, I'm like, yo, we need to mine this more. I, I need, I need more material for this chapter. Yeah. Um, cause I, I was, I was watching the other side of things and it's so unhelpful and it's so ugly. Like, dude, there's this, <laughs> the level, the, the level of outrage. So, you know, AIU, he's not, he's not available to the general public anymore. You got to pay for him. You got to pay for him now. He's behind the paywall. Because he got okay. banned from everything. Fuck so, it. and I know that he makes some really sound arguments when he's pushing back against a lot of the nonsense of the, the, the wokarati, right? But the things that he fuels and the, the character with which he addresses a lot of the shit is so ugly. It so forces it, like, to, to be tribal. Like, like everybody's going and looking for stories like, oh yeah, fuck us. Okay, well fuck you. I'm gonna find stories that make you look like a piece of shit. So like he posted a video about some dude that like he robbed a um he robbed I think it was a Popeye's chicken spot, but he robbed it just for chicken. Like he didn't take any money. Like he oh. just robbed it just for the So you already know. You already know. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's so yes, there's the legitimate point of, you know, anytime it's a, you know, a black victim, you're going to put that out there. But it's like in the newscast, he's like, you notice that they never mention that the robber is black. Now, this is a dude that's still on the loose. This is a dude that police are, are actively looking for. Any other time you're giving a description, why don't you want to release the race of the assailant? Because you would do that in any other thing. Any Every news story is white police officer guns down black yep. teen or white officer. So the problem is, is that 
everybody is trying to figure out how to get us outraged and hate each other or to be upset. And sometimes it's upset about legitimate things. But whether it's legitimate or illegitimate, it's all designed to keep us at each other's throat and to, and to incite a response from us that's not helpful. Like yeah. you pointing out the hypocrisy, that could be helpful. But then you wanting to turn it into, well, you kind of want to say a fuck you to us. I accept the us versus them paradigm and I'm going to raise you a fuck whitey and I'm going to volley back to you uh, somebody from your team robbed a place for chicken. So uh, that's not a good look. So Maybe it's and- more racist to not say that description because we all know who that was. But we shouldn't all know who that is. I think that's <laughs> even we do. more racist. <laughs> we do. Because if they would have said, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it's just like realistic, objective world probability. If somebody There's says... There's a higher probability based on the numbers because it's an armed robbery. And because he only but, took the chicken. But only, but they, but the, oh, I would argue, I would push back against that because there's not a, a there's not enough instances of that happening for me to be comfortable saying, hey, there's a precedent set. We right, know true, when true, somebody true. robs a chicken place for just chicken and doesn't, you know, tighten up the register, then yeah, that's we don't have no data. Right, to prove there's, that. Not, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, there's not but, enough. <laughs> but on the other hand, if somebody says, you know, some guy was arrested today after he was nine one one was called by his neighbors from a foul smell coming from his apartment. And uh, when the police went in, there was 11 dead bodies. Three of them were half eaten. And, and two of them in the freezer. So we yep. know, we kind of know who that guy is. We don't have to assume. I think if anybody saw a black person in that mugshot on that news report, it would immediately devolve into conspiracy theory. They'd be like, they set that brother up. Ain't no way in the world, <laughs> no way in the world he get, did that. Get, get the dental records. Let's get the right. teeth marks on the, the bodies and compare yeah. them to some dental x-rays. There's no way. And, yeah, that's and, pretty racist. You saw the Pennsylvania snow video? Yes. The show, okay. So first of all, this shit was horrible. Horrible. It, horrible. But part of um, the course, I felt like it didn't, it was as horrible as it was, it didn't surprise me because I see so much of this shit and I know how on edge people are. We just talked about it. We just said people ain't playing no games out here right now. Everybody pissed off and people take a lot of liberties with how you can treat motherfuckers on a regular basis. Like you're you talking shit to your neighbor, calling them names and stuff like that. Like you, that goes bad a lot. It goes bad it, a lot. It does go bad, but I think I was so inundated with um, uh, the pushback from the right against identity politics becoming more identity po- uh, politics to where you're looking for the, can you imagine if uh, a white person did this and how right. bad the react? Because that, that's all it seems to be. So there was a video of a dude that got shot by the police and a black dude's narrating, and it was a white dude. And he's like, yeah, that's what you get, thinking you have privilege. So this is a dude who watches a police officer gun down this white dude who's armed with a stick. You know, Maybe you could have tased him. I guarantee if it was a black dude, it'd have been like, why didn't you tase him first? Why did you just... And he emptied the whole clip into his chest, so he was done. But then the black dude narrated, and he isn't like, you see how these police are, it's fucked up. He was like, yeah, 
you're getting it now. That's <laughs> so, fucked up. That's horrible. Man. So, but of course, as it makes the rounds, the predictable analysis from everybody on the right is: see, you don't really care about police brutality, right? Because now this black dude becomes the representative for all of blackdom, right? So this becomes the universal opinion, of course, right? Which it, it it's just so silly, but. So with all of that and the, the chicken robbery and fucking people making jokes about the or saying you can't make jokes about the girl to put gorilla glue in her hair and all it, it's just it's nonstop. How Wait, do we well, feel about it based upon race? Who said we can't make jokes about her? Uh, it was it was. Um, well, we could get into that later. Maybe, maybe I was about to say, like, can, <laughs> but it's not. Um, somebody had brought up a good point. Like, if it was a dude, I think it was Gavin McGinnis. He was like, "Look, if this was somebody from the Jersey Shore, like like Paulie D or whatever, I never watched it. I don't know the fuck their names are, but he's like, if somebody from the Jersey Shore did that shit, everybody would clown them. And he's right. like reading the Twitter feed, and people are like, you know, thoughts and prayers with you. I'm so sorry this happened. There's like a GoFundMe. You know, there's a lot of sympathy for her. So the argument is. If a white dude did that versus a black woman, there'd be a lot more clowning than sympathy and less race of money for her, right? Okay. And, and either way, there's some fucked up shit about humanity. Like, we know that the internet clowns everybody, but it's almost like when we see the way that the expected mass internet response should be to suffering when it's a black person, we should apply that universally. That seems to be mass culture at its best. We try to be the most respectful. We try to be the most empathetic. And then we have no fucks to give if it doesn't meet the intersectionality criteria for whether we should have empathy. So with all that going on, and I'm, I know it's going to be fucked up, so I ask you to be patient and understanding. When I saw that video, the first thing I could think of is it's horrible that they died. They all died for some stupid shit. There's no good people in this video. As far as nobody de-escalated, everybody right. got wrapped up in their ego, everybody pushed it to the limit, and it's just fucked up. It happened in front of, I think there was kids that saw this shit. It's right. awful. So I feel horrible for the families. I feel horrible for the lives that were affected. But because of all the racial politics that have gone back and forth, I did have a, a, a smidget, a modicum of satisfaction in that here are some white people shooting each other to death over some dumbass shit. Right, for nothing. Just some stupid fucking hood shit. So all, you, so all the data you could be, well, the 20 to 1 murder rates, and all the statistics that get quoted, it's like no matter how much you want to make it a race thing and a, we're different in propensity, whatever the trends may be, it's not an absolute and a guarantee. So whatever criticism that you can level, n nobody is beyond it. So as much as you, you know, much as people want to go to the go-to, look, people are killing each other in Chicago over some dumb shit, over ego. That is not exclusive to black people. Right. It's it's not an exclusive DJ Clue exclusive hit just for black people. White people can do that shit too. And I felt I I did I apologize. And maybe I should feel more guilty than I do. But I do feel bad that that was kind of my go-to thought that there was. And, and, and nobody that looked at that video assessed it that way. 
Cause, cause I, cause every time there's a black video of, of black people killing each other, that's always how it's. See, you know, we keep getting shit as cis white males, and we're always the target, and people are making fun of us. But, but look at these black people killing each other over some dumb shit. But nobody, nobody I saw that analyzed that snow video was like any criticism you can get level against the hood of people murdering each other over some dumb ego shit. There's nothing you could say that's true about that situation and not true about this. Right. If anything, if you shoot somebody over some shit where they're talking shit or, you know, maybe there's an underlining thing about a girl or who's going to, you know, be able to sell on this block or whatever, whatever dumb gang shit may be involved. This was over fucking snow that's going to melt away and three people are dead because they wouldn't let go of their ego and their fucking yeah. neighbors. You, right. you. So there's no there's no economic disparity there. Obviously, you 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 if you're able to live in the same um, neighborhood, you've achieved kind of the same level of like you're you're literally in the same boat. So there's nothing you could say that would be true about senseless black on black violence that you can't say is equally true about that shit. But nobody I saw that analyzed that video pointed that out whatsoever. So it just lets you know that everybody's looking at everything that happens and nobody cares what really happened or who's affected or how we can heal or how we can fix it. Everybody looks at everything via through the prism of how does this event f empower my argument and prove my point? So, so lives are being ruined. <laughs> People are dying. And everybody analyzes it from the perspective of, how does this prove my point? How does this further my argument? Yeah. So I, I don't think anybody is truly invested in any important way. I, I feel like at this point, everybody's a fucking grifter. Everybody just wants your money. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Everybody wants to know what makes you outraged. They want to figure out what they need to tell you that'll help them monetize your outrage. And nobody gives a fuck about the fallout of the horrible things that happen. Nobody gives a fuck to cultivate a solution or, or, or to try to hear anything from the other side. It is just non-stop point scoring where everybody talks in a certain kind of language that it's very... I really feel like I'm an anomaly and that I can, I can go into both camps of ideologies. Like I don't think most people are actually going... And seeing what everybody is saying about the other side, right? I feel yeah. like everybody just stays in their bubble, and and I I don't like it. I don't enjoy either side. I can I can sit back and say I know this person is right, they're mathematically right, but on their character and the the reason why they're picking at this or the angle that they're coming at, they're mathematically right, but they're morally wrong. Like the reason why they're looking at this, why they're bringing it to your attention why they're analyzing it the way that they are. It, it's, to, it's to just continue to perpetuate the fuckery that's going on. And I absolutely am convinced this thing that we're creating right now and the, 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 the very first, the forward uh, of the whole shit needs to be that George Carlin quote when he goes through basically how everybody's fucked. And he's like, look, um, you turn on the news, all they're going to do is tell you about what makes us different, what makes us different. They're going to stress our differences. And it's a trick so that they could run off with all the fucking money. And let me tell you, they've got you by 
the balls. They own all the important land. They control all of the important institutions. Um, they've got all the judges in their back pocket. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> and it, and it's, it sounds so hopeless, it, but it, I don't think it is a hopeless message. I think that is the shit that people need to hear more than anything else is that all these people that are trying to get your attention and trying to get you outraged and dedicated to their tribe don't give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about fixing your problems. Have absolutely no desire. It's all about how your outrage and suffering can be the wind in their sails so they can get where the fuck they want to go. But they give absolutely zero fucks if you get anywhere you're trying to go. That, that is not factored in the equation whatsoever. And when I see the amount of energy that's invested into just being outraged over this shit and how predictable a lot of people's opinions are going to be based upon, you know, what's going on in the culture, it's, it's, very, it's very disheartening and it saddens me, but um, it also affirms for me that we're, we're on the right track. That yeah. we, we have to get out of this this binary thinking of choosing sides and and getting out of this fucking tribalistic shit, man. It it, yeah. it, it, it it's at a fever pitch and people are out of their minds and it it just continues to feed itself and get worse and worse. Facts. I completely agree. I'm gonna tell you what I what my first uh because see I think what what's happening with the differences with um, a lot of stuff that we both see is that I don't tend to find the the narratives that are that are attached to these things, I, and I get this because our you know our libertarian friend hits me up sometime, and he'll be talking about stuff, and like he said something the other day, he said you know with all this Tom Brady hate, um, it, it's like a it gives you a mirror to what was the, the Colin Kaepernick situation. And I was like, people hate Tom Brady? Like, I had no idea. What are you talking about? But obviously, you know, there's something going on in the internet where all these people can't stand him. And then I kind of looked into that a little bit, and it's because he was a, he had a Trump hat. You know, he had the MAGA hat in his locker. And I don't know how much of a Trump supporter he is, but I was like, oh, okay. So now I'm starting to see where that narrative exists. So I saw the video, but I didn't see anybody breaking it down, talking about what happened, giving their opinion on it. So, you know, I just saw the video, and then it was done with. But my thought process when I saw it was this is why uh, people, you know, this is what happens when people think they can treat each other any kind of way. So I didn't factor in the race thing either necessarily. I just thought about how often people treat each other like this. And it just happens so much. People are just jerks for no apparent reason. And small things get escalated extremely fast when everybody's pissed off and upset and scared already. And there's so many things that's happening in society right now that, that, that may contribute to that situation that technically have nothing to do with that situation on both sides. They both could have been bothered about something that's similar. Like they, they maybe even agreed on a thing underlying that had their attitudes in the place that it was in but they skip that whole connection to beef with each other about some stupid shit and everybody dies because of it. This happens in grocery stores. It happens in traffic. It just, people just treat each other with so little dignity and respect. And if you measure that and couple it with 
everything that everybody's going through right now, I feel like shit like this is going to be something that we start seeing more and more often before people either, well, really not even either or. The only thing that's going to stop this shit is people just have to chill the fuck out. You can't talk to people any kind of way you want to talk to them. You can't call people any kind of names you want to call them and all of that kind of shit. And this is very similar to a conversation I had recently with somebody about uh, white people using the N-word. You know, uh, there's a lot of black folks on the Internet who are espousing this idea openly that, you know, if I hear you say it or blah, 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 they want to, like, physically attack people for using words. And not, like, somebody calling you a name. Just saying the word in and of itself is enough to warrant like some kind of physical assault and shit like that. And I'm like, when you saying shit like this in public, you have to know that there's going to be people who prepare themselves and basically try to entrap you into getting yourself shot. Mm-hmm. There's somebody out here who's willing to get strapped and go ride the bus or the train and sing a 50 cent song and just wait for you to do something stupid. And he's going to have the law on his side when it happens, you know, unless they can prove, you know, premeditated entrapment or some shit like that. But that's that that was my first uh, reaction. That's what I got from is people just treating each other horribly. And you absolutely right. Nobody's listening to the other side. Everybody has their own agenda. And it's usually connected to a social media presence or um, ex- the, uh, and having an opinion that gets you accepted by the in group. You know what I mean? I don't understand why anybody in the world wouldn't find somebody putting Gorilla Glue in their hair fucking hilarious. I don't know where you get to draw a line. With as much shit as we make fun of on the internet, people's children have died. And people make fun of them on the internet. Somebody will commit suicide. And they'll fucking go on this page where they know their parents or whatever are going to see it and call them all kind of names and say he was weak. Like, people have no respect for nothing. So why can't we laugh at a person who put glue in their hair? When, like, when did that line get drawn? Because it's racist. And you're a racist what? if you laugh at it. I laughed hard. No, okay. Well, let, me, let, me, let me give you the full context, right? And, 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 I, and I, I still consider you a very enlightened being. And I like <laughs> you very much. Well, I and appreciate I don't, my, and I don't mind that you're a racist, but the facts <laughs> of the matter are that you are a racist. <laughs> well, listen, hold That's on. All. I don't think I don't think. Last time I heard, black people can't be racist. So, there, there's that. But I, I'll check my privilege. I apologize. <laughs> you see how that works? But this was. I'll give you the full context. I heard about it, so I watched the video, and initially, I was like, "What the fuck did you do, you goofy bastard?" Like that was my. My energy, like, oh, you're so silly. And then when I saw her, like, she was seriously, you know, stressed out. She was trying to hold it together. But you could tell she was just like, yo, what the fuck am I going to do? When she when she did the little scratch move and it made the noise like a helmet, that's when it really hit me. Like, she really, really glued her fucking shit down in a way. Like, I don't, they're going to have to, you're going to need a whole new head at this point. Like, I don't know what they're going to do for you. But there was some you know, uh, empathy there. Like, it sucked that it happened to her. I wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't take the footage of her and make a meme out of it and, and, and laugh at it on some gif or something like that. But it was, it was just as funny as it was tragic. And I didn't feel bad at all. I mean, because I figured it's going gonna, it's gonna to get itself fixed. I, you know, acetone and shit like that. I mean, we, come on, we, it'll get fixed. She's not going to die from it. So I, I didn't feel bad laughing about it. I had no idea that there was somebody somewhere making an argument that it was racist 
to laugh at a person who did something that's clearly dumb and her life's not being threatened. Well, the, the disgruntled whites on the right side of the political spectrum are of the opinion that, and it, it's just more of those, if it was a white person, then, so it, it's not necessarily that um, it would be racist to make, I don't think that's been explicitly stated. Okay. If you make fun of her, you're a racist. But because of the outpouring of sympathy and support that she got for doing something that was a really boneheaded move, you know what I mean? You're basically, you put super glue in your hair. You know, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's not the smartest move to make. Right. Um, with the way that, like you said, uh, the internet makes fun of dead children. I mean, right. there's, and, and not just kind of in a, a way within a chat, like independent of the people that are suffering, the internet seeks out the people that are suffering in the moment to make sure the joke lands there. That's how fucked up the internet is. Right. That's how cold and detached from basic human compassion the internet has allowed us to become. Because uh, I, I think very few people that troll in that fashion on the internet would ever have the gall to show up at a wake and like crack jokes like that. Right, right. It's an internet you know, anonymity thing, and you technically, yeah. uh, well, it takes a special asshole to put it in a place where the people who are suffering right. might see it. But but most of it happens on shit like 4chan in a place where they've all agreed to to have dark humor and no boundaries and shit. So that's really right. who they're performing for. Most people don't want to like you know troll and hurt a grieving parent or some shit like that. Like most yeah. people, there are some people who don't give a shit. But most people will use that situation to make their own sick community laugh at it. You know what I mean? So that it's yeah. a little different. It's still a, a bit of it's still a dick move, to technically. But you know that goes under comedy, dark humor. Like you have to file that in a different place than yeah. I, I'm the just guy who believes Alex Jones. So he right. finds somebody whose kid went to that school and tells them they're lying. Tell them to their face that they're lying right. about the fact that their daughter died. That's different. That's a whole different level of asshole. Because I saw that. I saw a video where one of these Alex Jonesers, and I'm not sure if it's fair to call him that, but that's where I'm pretty sure that's where he was getting all his info from. And he, the guy was, whose child, you know, um, apparently died in this shit, was a, just moving about around town. And son tracked him down and ran up on him with a microphone like some paparazzi shit. Why are you lying about your dead daughter? And the, you could see the frustration on the dude's face. Like, you, you probably wanted to kill him. But right. what can you do? You, you know what I'm saying? Well, you're going to jump on this motherfucker and beat him to death, and then you go to jail too? But that, that's a special kind of asshole. That's different from people who troll shit online, in my opinion. I, I, I mean, e either way, I'm just sick of the energy. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sick of the, the, the negative energy being such an integral part of, like, accepted and expected par for the course internet yep. culture. And also just... All the energy involved in if we were any kind of an enlightened group of human beings sharing this planet together, um, none of that shit would matter for something like the fact that somebody did something stupid has because it can be ammunition for this culture war. It automatically becomes it. Right. Yeah, Some yeah. lady put glue in her fucking hair in any other reality. 
that shit doesn't even matter. That's like a five second video you watch or a meme or something, you know, like the little the little boy that like had laughing gas and was saying crazy shit in the back of right, the car. Right. Or it's just one of those things like, wow, okay. And then you move on. Nope. This illustrates the racial dynamic in modern American politics and the double standard of the cis white male constantly under attack and the, ah, I'm just fucking sick of it. It's nonstop. It's everything. Anything that can be reached for this kind of shit, it is grasped onto, it's amplified, it's spread on. And again, I get it, but that's why there has to be an objective standard that you personally adhere to, right? That that saves you, that keeps you from getting uh, enraptured with one side or the other, because that seems to be where everybody is comfortable. And it, and it is a little more murky and there's more nuance and there's more intellectual and moral responsibility to be independent from all this shit. And you will get it from both sides. And, and I, that's why I think very few people want to do it. But it's something that more people have to advocate for and be violently resolute to do. Like under no circumstances, I'm not going to let you bully me into this bullshit thinking. I'm not going to let you, you know, fashion shame me for being out of vogue with the popular opinion under no circumstances am I just going to surrender my critical thinking so I can fit in with you on either side. You know, it's just, and, and I see the pitfalls and the stupidity of both sides. And I'm just, I'm just so exhausted by it. It's, it's so ugly to me. And, and I really hate it when people who I find like the, the character with which they're wielding the information and the overarching aim of the point they're trying to make. I hate when I have to give people like that the credit to say, you know what, on this particular issue, they're fucking right. They've got the upper hand or they've got the higher ground when it comes to making the intellectual and moral argument. But the reasons that they're making it and the agenda that they're uh, lending their opinion to, to help serve, I find absolutely disgusting. You know what I mean? Right. I would Absolutely. I would much rather side with X, Y, and Z on this issue, but I can't because you're so crazy with some of the shit you're asserting. And I don't want to necessarily give credit to A, B, and C that's making the point that's undermining you because I hate what they stand for and, and the reason why they're even bringing this up. But I can't deny that what they're saying is more factual than the shit that you're saying. So there's no winners. We're all losers right now. <laughs> We're that's all... Failing. So what it sounds like is, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, this sounds like uh, a, an attempt to reshape and uh, reintroduce what some people would probably call political correctness. Because what we're essentially talking about here is coming to an agreement as as a species to shun bad behavior in society. This is what we want. We want to get rid of this negative energy, this terrible shit, treating people like crap, laughing at tragedy. This is all stuff that people will probably say is in the realm of being politically correct. But I think the the problem came because when people were trying to stop bad behavior in society, but the people who push back against it are assuming that... Uh, the bad behavior you're trying to stop is actually uh, something that you infringing on people's freedoms. 
So we don't want to live in a world where you can call people racial slurs or homophobic slurs and shit and get a high five from your friends. We'd rather live in a world where if you're sitting at a restaurant, you see two guys holding hands and you yell out a name and you call them a name. Everybody else in the restaurant should be disgusted at you. And you should feel uncomfortable enough to probably just leave. Or the restaurant owner should be like, you know what, get out. You're not the type of people I want here. Now, the, the, the freedom infringement part comes because we've accepted that there are people in the world who really, truly, fundamentally enjoy hurting other people, calling them names, talk, you know, just being indecent in general. And if they truly enjoy that, who are we to tell them that they shouldn't? Right? So if, if, if we're talking about a consensus for humanity to throw this shit away, isn't that right back into the political correctness tug of war that, that we just not, not even out of, we still in it right now. I, I think, I think the problem is it's more important to be morally correct and culturally correct than politically correct. Right. I think, yeah, and, just a misnomer in general. I, I don't know why they named it politically correct anyway. Well, well, because it lends itself to empowering political apparatuses. And and the problem is, it, it's the vehicle whereby we're arriving at that destination. So if we say we want to see these qualities within humanity and we get in the culture cart to get there, we're all agreeing on the terms, right? And we have an agenda that's pure. The, the aim behind what we're doing is understood when we build the car together and we agree to get in the car together and we agree on the destination of where it's going because you choose to be a part of a culture. Um, with politics, these are the people that rule over you, right? These are the people that typically rule in America, I'd say 15 to 20% at the most to keep things in such a way so that you're at least contented enough to not revolt. But I'd say 80 to 85% is just to completely prosper at your expense. And they don't really give a fuck about the fallout. If we have to go to war, if we have to bomb an American citizen, if we have to lie about yellow cake uranium, if we have to give AK-47s to drug cartels, if we, whatever, if we have to give taxes, cuts to people that have more money than God, and, and cut programs that help. We don't give a fuck, right? That, that's, that's the game. And so the problem is we're having these discussions based upon tribalism for a game where nobody gives a fuck about us. Like, they, they don't really give a fuck if the problem gets solved. And their track record tells you that they're probably not going to solve it anyway. So I can't get excited or give too much energy to say, I want there to be political correctness because the people that fuck us over and care about us the least, they should be the ones framing how we speak, how we think, what we can say. Because the history on that tells you that invariably that gets used to eventually put your political prisoners, uh, or your political rivals in prison. Right. It eventually gives you license to round up groups of people that are the untouchables or the enemy or the whatever, however you want to frame it, the the whoever is the us versus them, whoever is not the us, we get to do horrible things to the them. So that's what political apparatuses typically have ended up being. So I don't think they have they don't have the capacity or the moral uh, animus behind them 
to actually achieve any results in defining how we discuss things or how we think. So we, we got to get out of the mindset that those problems are going to be solved within that political vehicle and stop having those those conversations in a political contest. Cause cause look or, or, or a political context. Cause look how many conversations got totally fucked up. Totally, yeah. we're not even trying to get to the truth of the matter simply because we gave it um a, a political code of paint. And once it got politicized, whether it's wearing masks, whether it's abolishing the police, and anything where it's like we're talking about it in the context of uh, it's us versus them. And so because I'm on this side, I have to conclude this about this particular issue. That's super dumb. That yeah. That's super duper dumb. And that's when you get situations where you have people that are talking about abolishing the police saying, well, all the capital riots need to go to prison forever. And you get situations where people say, don't you ever, you know, disrespect the police. We back the blue and you get them stomping on the American flag once they get brutalized <laughs> for no fucking reason. Right. Yeah. So so don't commit to anything based on tribal impulse. Commit to it based on principle alone and f fuck what the political tribe is on, because the political tribe is only there to capitalize on that moment. So the political apparatus can have more power. Not so that you are actually going to get what you want or get what you need or or that any of these fairy tales about democracy and the rule of law and innocent to proven guilty. All, all of that shit is a fairy tale. It, it's it, it's great when it works out. It's great when it's adhered to. But um, George Bush okayed waterboarding. People in Nuremberg got hanged for that, if I'm not mistaken. Barack Obama murdered an American citizen with no due process and no trial. Nothing happened to him. Uh, they're still trying to get fucking Trump in jail. So there's selective application. If you're one of them, you know, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. If you're one of them, you're okay. And it's a political elite. But if you're not in that club, no, bitch, you're going to jail. Yes, you are. No, 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 no. The police are going to pepper spray you. They are going <laughs> to beat you with clubs. And you can quote them the Constitution all that they want, all you want, but they don't give a fuck because they're not serving the Constitution. They're not cons they're not serving these high ideals that you believe in and that you may adhere to. They're simply serving political power, simple and plain. And if they have the power to do it, they will. And it sounds cynical and fucked up. But in the 20 years as an adult that I've been paying attention, uh, nobody in power has ever gone to jail for some undeniably fucked up shit that they absolutely aren't denying that they did. Right. Dick Cheney was like, fuck yeah, we waterboarded. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Brazen. <laughs> they Brazenly. built the system to protect themselves. And right. everybody knows it. And everybody, to some degree or another, agrees to it. But why, I don't know. Maybe it's because they just trust them. And it's because the people who they claim, they've already sufficiently demonized the people who are getting the worst of the treatment. So it's very hard to advocate for inhumane conditions in prison. Because the average human is going to be like, well, fuck those guys. I mean, what... 
What can and that's not even a person who's evil or a person who's racist. Just the average person. He'd be like, "Look, these rapists and these murderers are not being treated well in prison. Who if, who fucking cares?" If you are the belief that everybody in prison deserves to be there, right? So that's a, that's a whole different conversation. The justice system and everything else, but that's you have to have you you almost can have that conversation independently of the condition of the prisoners. Because Listen. once you're in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you're in jail, it's going to be hard to get people to, to, unless you're a white guy with a Viking hat and a Trump, you know, uh, face paint and shit like that. Because that guy can say, look, I'm not eating food that's not vegan. And they'll move him around until he finds a place that, that they can serve him the food that he wants. Even even though he's in jail for some pretty serious charges. It's pretty, it's a little weird, but you know what I mean? Unless you're that guy, it don't seem like you have too much say in what goes on while you're in jail. I mean, they make that. That's not true because they they do the same thing for Muslim prisoners. If you really? gotta have like halal, yeah. If, oh, they'll if you, feed them like the food that I didn't. I had no idea. I thought they if, just had to eat whatever they eat. If if you got a good lawyer and you can make the argument, I mean, it's just they're not gonna cater to you. But if you've got, it's just like anything within the justice system. If you got a lawyer to make the argument, great. But if you don't. I don't, I don't know that they're going to give a fuck. But yeah. yeah, I'm almost I'm almost positive if you have a, a religious dietary um limitation or 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 a, 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 an observation you observe a certain religious diet um they they have to I don't know that they have to cater to you but um you you have to have a way to be able to get your own food. So right. I I don't I don't know. I I well, don't know. I did see that also. I saw it held up in contrast to somebody who was, uh, they said, the article said he was denied water for seven days, or more than seven days, denied water for a while, and the guy died in jail of dehydration. So, of course, I had to, you know, do the Googles and look into it a little bit, and apparently he was uh, a mentally disturbed dude who was doing some wild shit in there and i think he had already flooded two cells or something like that so they turned off the water to his cell and you know once you've been bugging out flooding shit probably throwing feces and shit like that and then they have to turn your water off and you know now a few days go by and you're probably somewhere closer to what seems like sanity asking for water they're gonna probably resent and this is just human imperfection i'm not gonna um, assign any evil to the no, but that's criminal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's inexcusable. A, a human being, I think, after three days of no water, you're in danger. No, I'm so just saying, it, after it wouldn't take much. I'm not, I'm not saying that they didn't fuck up. I'm saying it wouldn't take much for the average citizen. If you were in that situation and you saw a guy throwing poop and flooding his cell for a week or two, and then you got to turn off the water to his cell, and then a couple days later, now he's not crazy no more. He's like, Yo, I'm thirsty. I need some water. The average person would be like, Oh, now this motherfucker knows how to formulate a sentence and ask for something with some sense, right? That don't mean you let him dehydrate and die. But I understand the sentiment of being like, yo, this fucking guy's crazy. Fuck him. So uh, you put you add that to a couple different shifts of people who may not know he didn't have water for three days. And like, I totally could see how that shit would happen with that backstory. If you already in there bugging and flooding shit out, I totally could see how that would happen. Nah, man, that, that's criminal. That's criminal negligence. Yeah, for sure. You, 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 may, not, you may not get charged with, you know, murder or, or even manslaughter. 
But it, it, everybody on that shift that interacted with him that didn't bring him a fucking bottle of water, like, not only are you a shitty human being, I mean, because even if your enemy needed a bottle of water because they were dehydrated, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're not actively trying to kill you. I mean, you yeah. got to have a special kind of just a fucked up, indefensible disposition that you would deny. I mean, it's literally the most basic need. You could go 30, 40 days without food. You're not lasting too long without water. Yeah. To deny somebody the most essential component of fucking existence knowingly, you know, just because the person was an asshole to you on, on some ego shit. And I yeah, think, definitely. you know, and you framing it the way that you did, uh, you know, the average, you might be right. But that just tells me that um, wh whatever's in store for humanity, um, if if the Babylonian cabal of the Illuminati is going to take over or if God's going to show up and just wipe everybody out or there's aliens and they've decided that, you know, we've it's time for a cancellation. We're canceling we're canceling the reality show called Earth. Whatever you think is good, it's completely justified. If that's the average, yo, people deserve to rule at our expense and to fucking turn us into soil and green. <laughs> if yeah. that's the average, yeah. if that's the average, um, I hope there's a God and I hope he wipes us all out. If that's the average, if that's the, the baseline humanity, then when the aliens show up, and they say, oh, cool, this is what you do with the lower creatures. You got all these animals on meat hooks. Guess what we're going to do with you as li lower life forms? We absolutely deserve it. There's, there's no excuse. There's, there, there's no excuse for any of us that that's the average. Because even with that Pennsylvania snow shit, um, I have admitted on several podcasts that I'm a complete piece of shit. There's no scenario in which I'm shoveling snow and my neighbor says, Hey, fuck face, you know, don't put snow up on there. And I'm going to tell him, no, 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 fuck you. I'm going to put the snow wherever I want. He, whether I know he has a gun or not, whether he's smaller than me and I can beat him the fuck up, right? right. I'm going to say, oh, my, I'm sorry. My bad. I, I'll put it over here. There's nothing in me that would right. feel like I got to call that dude. A, I got to be disagreeable over some fucking snow. So if, if that's where we're all, where we are, Fuck you, I'm going to put the snow wherever I want. Fuck you, I'm going to blast you with pistols and come back with the rifle because I had shitty aim and I got to make sure I take you off of here. I'm going to deny you water because you flooded the fucking prison. Yo, send the fucking comet. Just yeah. send it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I completely agree. It's no excuse. But we've this is where we've devolved to. We accept it. You know what I mean? We accept it because... To, to make assumptions about it, there are political and ideological positions that can't even decide if morality is useful or not. That's a real conversation taking place right now. Is morality some religious colonizer ideology? And I'm like, what the, you, you can't even say whether something's objectively good or bad, i.e., you know, our buddy slave labor versus people getting together to make a product on their own. Like, you can't even objectively identify one of those as a better situation for the world because of our relationship with these words and these concepts. They think this shit belongs to other people. There's, there's colonizer math. But, but there's math that belongs to white supremacy. 
but but shouldn't that be clear, undeniable evidence that these themes being injected right into our to our psyche and that have become a part of our pseudo intellectual discourse? Shouldn't it be clear that they are just being put there to muddy the conversation to make everything pointless? These aren't these aren't tools to get us to a good destination. Like they're to me, they're purposely there to sabotage our thinking and right. to poison the conversation. Right. When in 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 when in the name of pursuing higher thinking or you know a, a more a more sophisticated uh, level of intelligence, and you're you're you know. You're waxing philosophical, and this is, you know, I understand, you know, if you just if you just graduated high school, or you just barely got through a night school, you know, you probably don't have the capacity to deal with these high level abstractions, these lofty. It's beyond you. So la- allow me to explain to you why morality is colonization. <laughs> like, okay, you could probably make an argument that sounds okay, but. Once we once we take what you're saying at face value and we don't say, okay, somebody, probably China, is poisoning our universities with just fucking dumb ideas that give us tools to get us nowhere, right? Let's say I adopt it. Okay, n- now what? Okay, you've convinced me. M- morality is white supremacy. So immorality is what? Right, like it, cause, cause now, now I feel like we're getting three times as racist, and like we, <laughs> we, we amplified all the racism by trying to come up with this ridiculous shit that, like, it gets us right back to. So we, we, we took these intellectual tangents, these scenic routes to conclusions in the name of overcoming racism, just so we could have all these extra steps to get us to a conclusion that's ten times as racist. So right. if black and whites are polar opposites and 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 white supremacy is morality, um, that sounds like um uh, immorality. The black default is criminality. Else. Right. <laughs> so that that's what it is. That's, that's exactly and, what it is. That's what it devolves right. into. And, and in and in any other context or any other conversation in any sane error, right, that would be dismissed as even by the people who are talking about you know, um, you know, black murder statistics and all that other shit. Very few of those people that are publicly making that argument, right, uh, uh, about uh, about FBI crime stats and all that shit, would say would say that. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. If you're black, your default setting is criminality and violence. Very few of those people would. Now there are some. I won't deny that. But but very few of the ones that are publicly making that argument would even make that step. They would make the argument to say the real issue um, in America isn't white police officers killing black people. It's, it's statistically, there's just not enough evidence for the for the, the order of magnitudes we're describing of uh, issues that's being caused. So they're bringing up the, the numbers and everything just to kind of make the argument, well, there there is violence. There is people getting murdered. But it's it's not based on the dynamics that you're using for political expedience. But most of them are using that to just say, hey, we're shifting our focus away from dealing with the real issues. Yes, there's real issues. I don't know exactly how we can fix them, but we're not even going to be able to assess them correctly as long as we're dealing with this misinformation. 
that's what most of the people are doing. But most of them are not saying, oh, yeah, and by the way, this is just how they are. It's undeniable. And yet you're giving me some really lofty ideas and you're couching it in really professorial language to basically get me there. To basically get me there. That's that's some shit. There's no baby in that bathwater. We can just throw the whole fucking thing out. Right. There's right. nothing of value there. Yeah, if we can't even agree that there are things that will make human life objectively better and things that'll make it objectively worse, and we should pursue the things that'll make it objectively better and avoid the things that'll make it worse. Like if that's not a foundational agreement as a species, what else do we even have? If you can't accept morality as as an overall positive, now I, I get that uh, morality becomes objective and situational ethics and all of that. I, I accept all of that too. I think the best, I had never really thought about it until I heard that whole, um, the idea of uh, if, if somebody's having a seizure outside and you're in front of a pharmacy that's closed, is it immoral to break the window of the pharmacy and give that person an EpiPen to save their life? Even though you're destroying property and technically stealing, you know, it's situational ethics. Would that be acceptable? Should you go to jail for the same amount of time as a person who just wanted to steal the EpiPen? You know, like, it, that, that's a discussion that has to be had. Of course, we would have to hash that out with humans. So I get the idea that this is not some hard, fast rule that's always the same no matter what, but we got to agree on something as a foundation for human. We just have to. Because if you don't agree that we benefit from morality then what what's fine what's bad like if it's if it's if there's no morality what do you do with a person what do you do with a serial rapist i i just i don't know how to even begin to build anything to to build any type of bridges or engage with somebody who doesn't accept that morality is beneficial i feel like i can just write i i, I feel like i just want to write you off and kind of put you in a folder where I just leave them over there. Don't worry about it. Because I mean, where do we even begin a conversation with those kind of people? And like you said, that you hit the nail right on the head. It's these concepts, they they take on people, they, they get grafted onto people and they chew on it and they do these mental gymnastics to make it make sense. And before you know it, it's a concept that belongs to them. It's their own ideology now. And if other people don't understand it, you get to put yourself in a position of superiority because you're so highly evolved in your thinking that you see equations that other people aren't ready to look at yet and blah, 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 blah. And then we end up fucked because the practical application of the shit that you're talking about only ends in chaos and destruction. It's literally put there to poison the conversation. It's given to people who have too much time on their hands to, to think way too deeply about some shit that should just be a surface level no, slide it right off the table and, and look at the next piece of data. But when they got too much time on their hands and they're coming from a place of wanting to deny uh, colonizers, wanting to deny white supremacy, wanting to, you know, kind of push that shit to the side, then if you attach a concept to white supremacy and you say it belongs to that, then you'll throw out that concept because you think it has a relationship to something that you hate anyway. I just don't know where to, how to start a conversation with those kind of people. It's, or if a conversation yeah. should even be started with them. Probably I not. Think, 
I think for the most part, the the way forward is to within yourself to be your own to be your own architect and decide from the ground up um, how you're going to build yourself. Just like, you know, in the beginning, you know, God spoke the word and brought everything into creation. This is what we should be all doing with our minds. We, we should be organizing our minds in such a way that they're not the byproduct of all of the shit that's being foisted upon us because ultimately it's all attached to an agenda. And like you said, our, our, it's beyond situational ethics, right? Cause there's, you know, there's an underlying, there's an underlying, um, morality in that scenario that you gave and that, yes, the destruction of property is wrong. Yes, thievery is wrong. But the preservation of life is more important. It's going to trump. So you, you would still come to that conclusion, even though there's laws that would tell you that what you're doing in that moment is wrong. If, if you've already determined within yourself and in your own thoughts and you've built up your character and your perspective in such a way that you've ascribed a value to everything, then that's not a hard decision for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not even it's not even a question. Of course I'm going to break the window. Of course I'm going to steal the EpiPen and save the person's life. And if you're going to be really righteous about it, um, if it's that big of a deal, I'll pay for the window and the EpiPen. And I'm sure, because most people aren't complete pieces of fucking shit, I would assume in that scenario, even humans at their worst, both people, the store owner that was victimized and the dude that had the seizure would both be like, uh, we'll cover the costs. Right. We're, right. We're, right. We're, we're not going to be like, well, you broke the, you, you know what I mean? Like just picture the dude you just saved his life as well. You broke the window. Right. Like, you stole the EpiPen. <laughs> that's on you. And, and the owner colluding with him and being like, yeah, you definitely owe me that B. You fucked up right. my shit. I need that EpiPen 750 and you don't have that on your insurance because you know, you can't get a pre off for that. You don't have that disease. So right. you got to pay for sense. that we out of wanna, pocket. You want to hope that humans would do the right thing. But we then when we zoom out and we look at people fucking murdering each other over where you throw the snow. <laughs> but that's because of the poison. That yeah. Don't you see? Yeah. Like, these are not, these are people who have been poisoned with, 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 with poison thoughts, with these these um it's a lantern in their little maze of a brain that's always guiding them to a dead end right so if you've never figured out how your brain is wired within yourself yeah whatever whatever agenda is thrown upon you or whatever the culture says you're just going to be led about so i think that these people they're on the kind of their default setting i don't even think they're conscious pilots of their ship i i just kind of feel like most people are they don't they don't even reflect and build the, this kind of thing within themselves, this this like moral infrastructure that informs their decisions. It's kind of like, if I can get away with it, I will. Um, if it serves me, um, then it's of interest to me. If it brings me pleasure, then it's of interest to me. It's of, it's of interest to me. But beyond that, I don't really need to do any kind of self-reflection or um, cultivation within myself. It it's it's not of interest, I think, to most people. So they are going to be ultimately whatever 
the operating system update is. Whatever popular culture says it's going to be, whatever the, you know, the value system is of the culture, and then everybody kind of links up to that and then works within the framework of I'm going to operate within these accepted bounds completely compelled by self-interest. Like it's, it's really the difference between men and beasts, you know? Like, like an animal is completely driven by instinct. We're supposed to be a little more involved in that and that while we recognize that we have these animalistic impulses and instincts, they're supposed to be tempered through our morality and through our will. You know what I mean? And then we have to have all these rules for the masses at large because if you don't put all of these, these, these bumpers to govern their behavior and kind of bottleneck their choices, they will behave in such a way that they will get the earth flooded again. <laughs> They will have yeah. their minds perpetually on just fuckery. There will be savagery. There will be murders. There'll be there'll be that alpha shit that you describe. Like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to just murder you and take your girl then, because I'm big enough to do it. And everybody right. will flex whatever skill set that works to their advantage. And everybody will be, you know. And I'd like to think that if you took the reins off of humanity, so that they're not exploited by all these other these other interests that help keep us in order but live at our expense, that we would be okay to just get along within ourselves. We won't be. We're not there yet. That's what I'm saying. You have to get in the culture car. You have to get in the culture mobile. You have to decide what the destination is. Fuck what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is going to be continuing to wade in the fuckery. And they'll be led about, well, whatever Twitter tells them to be mad at, that's what they'll be mad at. Whatever the news tells them to hate, whoever they're not supposed to like, but they're never going to solve any problems. They're never going to have any consistency. They're never going to be fair. They're never going to apply the law evenly. People will always be selectively targeted. People will always be the selective objects of outrage, depending on um, if, if they want to get wiped out or not. Like if, 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 if they haven't decided that you're canceled, you can get away with shit that other people have gotten canceled for and it's for way less egregious. But it's not about what you did, it's about how the standard's going to be applied and it's never going to be it's never going to be consistent. So there's nothing of value to mine from from what the status quo is be, has become. You have to decide this is fucked up. Neither neither side is making sense. Neither tribe really has the moral high ground in their pursuits. The path forward for humanity is determining within yourself what's valuable, what's important. And if you haven't decided that um, to the degree that your actions can ease human suffering um, is, a, is, is, a, is an important question to be asking, I think those are the people there's no point in having a conversation with. Because yeah. really, we could work with anything else. We, but, but if that question is of paramount importance to you, how can I live my life in such a way that I'm causing the least amount of suffering to the people that I share the planet with? Then every, everything else can be... We can figure everything else out. We can answer those big questions. We can craft solutions. But as long as that's not on the, the, the forefront... If the if the main aim is just to point out, well, you're twice as racist as me. I want to own the libtards. You know, if right, that yeah. if that's the extent of it, if that then is no point. 
because you're not really asking the important questions of what what needs to be governing our decision making. And, and really, when because I like the way that you frame a lot of this shit in terms of healing. You know, the the Hippocratic oath first and foremost, do no harm. Right. You know, whatever. So when you're assessing the ills of humanity and you're trying to to find some of the cures for this shit, like that's that's got to be it's the same kind of approach to the degree that I can try to address this shit, you know, but if we're just solving problems, right, um, by making one group of suffer, suffer to, for one group to suffer at the expense of the other, that that's not justice. That's not a real solution. You know what I'm saying? Facts, it's yeah. like, hey, we don't have slavery in America anymore, but we still get things cheap because we just have slavery overseas. But right. look, now my group isn't the main one suffering now. Right. So that's great, right? Like, no, that's not no. enough. It's actually counterproductive because it proves you're a hypocrite and you don't really care about freedom and well-being, just your own, you know what I'm saying, or the people who identify with you. And that's that's why the framing has to be around healing because none of this shit happens in a vacuum. All of us are dealing with shit that, uh, and a lot of us don't even understand it, but all of us are dealing with shit that's not even of our own choosing. I just saw something a TED talk the other day where somebody was talking about the county that you were born and raised in has an effect on your earning potential as an adult. You know, like how crazy is that? People, even if you move, like if you spend your formative years in this certain place, even if you move and go somewhere else, it, that has such an effect on your psychology that it can change the way or how much you can earn later on as an adult. We're dealing with Shit that up until, you know, 10 years, even 10 years ago, people weren't ready to have those type of conversations. The data might not have existed like it does now, but generational trauma, epigenetics, a lot of the shit that people consider soft to talk about or they think it's, you know, woo shit or it's, it's an excuse. It's actual facts on how people are processing this stuff. Nobody, who, nobody's going to kill you over snow. Right. So this is not about that. That's not about snow. It's about a whole lot of other things, a long line of processes and shit like that that get ignored over time. Men are dealing with shit that's specific to male consciousness. Women are dealing with shit that's specific to feminine consciousness. White people are dealing with shit. Brown people are dealing with shit. Gay people are dealing with shit. And we've all fractured ourselves so much that we're separated. We don't see that everybody's dealing with shit. We just see our own struggle, and then we undermine whatever what everybody else could be going through too. And it, it sucks, but it's just a product of living in the world that we live in, living in a system that doesn't really leave room for those kind of conversations to take place unless you're paying somebody $150 an hour to listen to you talk about how your mom didn't hug you enough. And not everybody's in a position to do that, so you're left with dealing with it however you deal with it. And then we take into account and it, these are all little pieces that people would say don't matter. Oh, it don't matter what, you know, what movies and shit we're watching and, and how those characters in those movies deal with each other or TV shows. All of that shit imprints itself in our brains. All of it. And if, we, if we're not focused and fully functional with how we take that shit in and deal with it, then it gets insidious and it can lay roots in your brain and it can come out in your, in your physical actions in the world when you're dealing with people, especially in stressful situations. Nobody thinks that. I remember as a teenager going to do dumb shit 
And it was a lot easier to go do dumb shit if you turn on some Mob Deep or DOS effects on the way over there. Because of the frequency that that shit gives out in the, in the atmosphere. You wouldn't, you probably would change your mind about doing dumb shit if the whole ride there you was listening to fucking Will Smith's first album. If you, you listening to the Fresh Prince, y'all probably would never do that shit. But if you listen to fucking MOP, somebody might get their head kicked in at the end of the night. It's just what it is. We don't want to, a lot of us don't want to accept the, the influence that it has, but it does have an influence. And people are suffering bad. People are suffering real bad. And the worst part is a lot of people who are suffering completely deny or discount the tools and the mechanisms that would alleviate their suffering. We live in a world right now where, you know, things like meditation, it can still get laughed at. That's some bullshit. Smart motherfuckers, smart people who be like Joe Rogan and shit like that. Be like, oh, just burning sage and candles and shit. That's all woo. It's like it's managing your atmosphere. First and foremost, second of all, there's a lot of other science, scientific framework that fits into things like crystals and all of that shit that you can't just throw away. It's real shit. And, any, and, and then we factor in the placebo effect and all this other stuff. People, real healing takes place with those, under those kind of circumstances. And the fact that we can still brush it off the table and throw it away is a detriment to the entire species, bro. The fact that people are doing yoga and, and and that that's looked at as some kind of bougie fucking all oh, the soccer moms in California paying $200 for yoga pants. Like that trickles down to the consciousness of a person who thinks yoga is no longer for them now because it's been co-opted by blah, blah, blah. And it's just fucked up how we're processing this stuff. The whole web is connected, but we refuse to see it. We just fractured ourselves so much that we all have retreated to our own little dark corners and it's making us worse. We don't give a shit what's going on with nobody else. And it's just, it's acidic. It's fucking us up. Well, that, that's why it's so important to transcend the, the tribalistic identities because it basically boxes you in and, and guarantees your destiny. If you, if you say to yourself, like, uh, I'm a black dude from the hood, yoga's not for me. That's some that's some white soccer mom shit, right? All of the benefits that you get um, in calming your spirit and focusing your mind, you know, the health benefits from stretching out your body, you know what I'm saying? It may put you in a completely different vibe, right? But if you're if you're locked in first and foremost, like my I, my physical attributes, well, the place that I was born, all of these things that externally has nothing to do with who I am and what I think but basically this happenstance think about the amount of weight we put on when we think about the possibilities of what we can or can't do or what we should be into or not be into based upon where we were born and what we were born shit that doesn't have any it's influenced zero literally zero by us we have absolutely no hand in that. It's happenstance. Like, I was thinking about that uh, when we were talking to uh, GFK, um, the Gadsden flag killer. He'll, he'll want to be known as something different <laughs> soon the enough. Gadsden flag so, killer. <laughs> the, the Gadsden flag killer. Rob did the tangents. <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, something he said that struck me, and, and we got to have him back on because I, I would have, I, I did a bad job asking him questions because I would really like to have mined more the specific events that he went through that kind of got him to that conclusion. 
and and got into that more than 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 we did. But with the um with with him saying, you know, like I know I'm Dominican and, and but you know, I grew up around Italians and this is but but just that whole thing cuz I remember going through it too. Like, oh well, I'm I'm this or I'm that, so therefore but it, it really is silly and stupid, especially when you see the shit that these people that are on that I'm just supposed to be on, right? Like, my uncles are assholes and they treat women like assholes, but I'm Dominican and they're Dominican, and so right, I right. guess that's what I am. You know, it just becomes so silly that we all have to think within that framework and we're kind of trapped. And, like, your first part of life, and some people never break through it, but, like, that's really a struggle for most people is to come to terms with, what you are and what that is and how that integrates into your community and your society as a whole. And I've always thought that shit is fucking dumb. It's always bullshit. And there's a lot of things that will reinforce the need for that. And people will give you really uh, well thought out arguments about the very nature of tribalism. And this is natural and birds of a feather flock together. And this is just how human beings are. But um, human human beings also, like I said, by way of our humanity, transcend many of those primal instincts. I'm totally willing to accept that we are wired to be biologically tribal and that our piece of land and our skin color and our culture and our nation and all these things are, are somewhat hardwired in to our genetic impulses, right? Well, so is fucking. And if you and if you take the fucking impulse to its most um, aggressive and violent end, uh, we all become rapists. And, and there was a time where that was pretty much courtship for for conquering tribes on it. So I, I don't want to the logic to be well since it's an impulse that's hardwired into our our biology. Therefore, it informs us in a good way. Like no, we have the ability to temper it and channel it and apply, apply it in a productive means. So I'm willing to accept that it's a part of our makeup, but it's not one that we have to be so dedicated to to the point that we just start making dumb decisions and, and accepting these dumb ceilings for our potential based upon what we've decided we are uh, surmised completely by, by biology and geography. That that shit just seems really limiting and silly to me. Like the shit, yeah. the shit you've been on with the vibrational tribalism, that that's that's the that's the higher frequency of what that impulse should be. So all of the trappings that can come about, because if you're totally on the biological shit or the geography shit, your tribe may want to go and do some horrific shit. There was a lot of Nazis who were just following orders. That's the problem with just being a part of a group based upon, well, I'm German and I'm in the Nazi party, so I guess I got to put bullets in heads and toss people in ovens. I guess it's just what we got to do. Versus being a part of, it transcends geography, it transcends biology, it's a set of principles that we're all adhering to. And, and there's never a case where the loyalty of the tribe is going to force me to violate my conscience and my dedication to principles. Right. You know, so we accept principles of I got to be poor and it's a moral thing. 
Uh, that's that's the righteous thing to do, you know, because anybody that makes money is evil. You know, well, I, I can't have that kind of job. I can't be into reading those kind of books, you know, because people from my tribe wouldn't be into that book. Or I might get ridiculed or they may start looking at me funny. And and it and it's and it's funny too because um I would say Eugene probably is very uh and based upon the way he self-identifies, I don't wanna disparage or, or misspeak in any way, but he he has a lot of ambiguous things to his identity. So you would think he would have the most latitude to kind of be f- free in his thinking, right? That there would be a lot more liberty, but no, no, you've you've you have become a part of a tribe that there is no there is no animus behind it any any value system that puts a high price on uh exploring new ideas being open minded um having the ability to not change your moral compass um and still have a set of principles where you want to do the right thing but it doesn't necessarily have to be framed in this, 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 this dogma, you know. But no, you can't, you can't do that. That's so. It's it's really about escaping all of these other tribes that are forced upon us, that yeah. that trap us. I agree. I think with people like we were like bringing up Eugene, people who um, they should have the most range to be free thinkers because their whole foundation is an antithesis to the thing that we've been given so they're looking automatically outside of the system even if the things within the system are good they're not going to accept that they're good until they've looked outside the system for better alternatives and everything else because they're primarily against the the system as it is right now so it's hard for them to accept anything in it as being good Right, which is why money and capitalism and all they don't see any good in it at all because it belongs to the system. And also, a lot of people in that space are coming from deep, unresolved traumas, right? So the group, the acceptance of the group really matters. It matters a lot because you've abandoned everything else when you decided to operate outside the current paradigm. So what else do you have other than the, the other people who you think have abandoned the same paradigm? But all that they did, all they did was create a new system in for outside of it for ostracization and everything else, the othering and all the stuff that they complained about from within, from uh, within the mechanism, within the system. They identified all these things that they saw as hateful and damaging and destructive. And, and then they went outside of it, created their own cliques and applied the same principles. Mm-hmm. which is absolutely mind-boggling. But we all do it. It's not just that. We all do it to a degree. I, I can tell you five things off the top of my head where a lot of... There's a couple, a handful of people I know for sure who would think me doing any of those things makes me less black. Or me me uh, enjoying one thing or another or not enjoying one thing or another makes me less black. Now, how... I have absolutely no idea how the mathematics works on that. I have I have no idea how the math works where if you have this opinion, that means your blackness is in question. I don't know what kind of opinion aligns with blackness. Oh, and what is what even is that, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? What what is it? Is it my is it not is it my ability to dance on the on the two and the four rather than the one and the three? Like what do we 
What are we talking about? What are we calling blackness? You know, what are we, what are homosexual politics? What is any of that shit that, that people think belong to them because of how they're aligned? And what do we not all have something that's a, a go between? Do we not all have a common thread just as humans existing on the planet? Don't we all have a common thread of what the things that we would be uh, moving towards and the things that we would be moving away from? I mean, isn't that some place we could, it seems like a place we could align ourselves with each other because I feel like us all existing in the same atmosphere would kind of dictate that we all agree that some things are better than others. And if we agree that some things are better than others, why is it that pursuing the things that are better can be broken up into subgroups where this is good for those people but not for those people? And I don't understand where that takes place in, in actual practical reality. I see where it takes place in ideology and in politics and social constructs and shit, but I don't see how that how that comes out in real life with real people. Very, very few instances. There are some dietary things and medical things like with blood sugar and right, cholesterol right, yeah. and stuff like that, but that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. And that's just like you can identify as a man, you can identify as a woman, but at the end of the day if you go in for a testicular cancer screening or a pap smear <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day fuck what you feel like you right. are what you are so there are some biological realities about what we are but what you're talking about is the zeitgeist of authentic blackness and right. it wasn't created by black people it, it was created by political devices it's that it's, it's the exactly why i said the whole shit is poisoned the political correctness, it, the it, exploring any of this kind of shit in a political context already poisons the conversation uh, beyond redemption. It's, it's, there's no point. Because there has been a decision made for political expedience what constitutes authentic blackness. And it contradicts itself in real time. It's in flux. It's always... <laughs> It's always some shit like just like you said about what well, you know it would be that for the dude that robbed for the chicken. Like there's certain things it, it can absolutely be the same substantive idea if it comes from a black person or a person that's considered an ally like they're down with shit. They could say the exact same thing in affirming something as being a part of that collective authentic blackness. But if the wrong person cites it, like they're making a point and they're using your historical proclamations as the bibliography for, for the, the, the accuracy of their thought, because that person is wielding that idea and referencing the same substance you just affirmed, in their hands it becomes racist. So yes, uh, as far as like dancing, uh, if a white person... Uh, cite something, you know, along those lines. Yes, it's it's absolutely racist. But if if a black person cites something like, um, you know, uh, that shit is kind of corny. You know, black people when we dance, we have a lot more flavor and soul than that. We we wouldn't just be you know kicking our legs up or holding hands going around in a circle. That shit is just that shit is ugh. No, we we would so. It's kind of a thing that, you know, and, and it's so simple and it's so dumb and it's so juvenile, but so much weight gets attached to it. And it's something that that is very, that doesn't matter, right? Who can dance and who can't dance? 
there's very few problems in life that are going to be solved by our ability to dance or not to be able to dance. Like in the things that we're talking about solving and the, the problems that we have, that's like that conversation doesn't matter. Is this dude racist because he referenced dancing? Is this dude not ra ra racist because he referenced dancing in the proper way, in the politically correct context? That shit doesn't matter. It That's not solving any problems. But you've taken that dynamic and attached it to big shit like, should we invade other countries? Who should we give tax breaks to? Who should we listen to? And who should be labeled as um, conquering our own negativity? Who becomes completely ostracized and for what ideas? And so wh when, when you frame it that way, like, yeah, you get instances where you got somebody like Larry Elder um, talking about school choice. And I forget what credit card company there was. It was or it was some kind of advertisement. I can't remember what it was, but they referenced like this charter school in Harlem. Right. And and the guy that was on the commercial, he was the director. He was a black dude. And it was showing like all the kids and they're in ties and it's super professional. And they're talking about like the success rate and all that shit. So you see something like that, this undeniable, undeniably um, successful and is helping black people. But because the concept has been attached to to whiteness, it's a Republican idea and Republican has come to represent whiteness. It's team white and Democrats are team black. Now, no black person is allowed to just evaluate it based on the merits. Right. It, well, does this charter school work? Is this helpful? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not authentically black. Therefore, we can't be a part of it. We can't in, indulge it. We can't acknowledge it whatsoever. We got to put it in the white people shit box. Like, right. okay, this is some white people shit. Let's put let's so let's put charter schools with yoga and a low sodium diet and uh, according to the African uh, History Museum, uh, being on time and linear thinking and all this other shit, like that all goes in the white people box. Well, what if it actually helps us accomplish some of the shit that we're trying to accomplish? Doesn't matter. What would you rather do? Be authentically black or to be succeeding in solving problems you say you care about? What's more important to you? Okay, well, when you put it like that, then I guess, yeah, fuck that shit. Who, who cares? Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. So it's a petty, dumb, childish, trivial way to interpret the world and to frame conversations. And it 100% regulates the, the parameters of conversation and defines the terms in which we're going to have any of these conversations when it's in popular culture or politics. And at this point, politics has become popular culture. Everybody has been politicized. Yeah. So it, it's a poisoned well. There's no, there's no point in dipping your bucket down in there. Like, hey, is there, any, is there any rational, honest people out there? No. Take your bucket. Go to a different well. There's nothing in that well. The people that, that are worth trying to talk to and build with have already seen the need to get out of that well. Mm. You don't need to talk them out of it. You don't need to, hey, Timmy, are you down there? Are you trapped in the well? You don't need to have that conversation. They're already like, yo, I'm in a fucking well full of poison. I'm in a well full of crazy people who are having pointless conversations, solving nothing, 
and smelling our own shit and patting each other on the back that we've all agreed the way that we should. So we're good people. But we've affected uh, literally zero change. Nothing has right. fundamentally changed. So what? what is the fucking point of having the conversation in that context? Fuck the, the PC shit. Fuck the popular culture, political context to frame any of this shit. Like the moment you engage that debate and it's framed in those terms, you've already lost. The battle's lost. You're, you're not going to be able to make a rational point in that context because the rules aren't fair. It's not really seeking to, to analyze the, the truth or the substance of any given matter. It's only designed to be a, a it's only designed to weaponize terms, to weaponize opinions. Like because you're of this perspective, I can now dismiss you because now you represent something that the, the accepted language has weaponized against you. I can call you a white supremacist. I can call you a white nationalist. I can completely throw out your idea. Wait, I'm just talking about charter schools. I'm talking about something that would help black people in the black community. Nope. Nope, we're not having that conversation. You're espousing something that is clearly of white, it has a white supremacist ethos. You're trying to teach me colonizer math. You're trying to do, <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying to do. So, dude, that's not a conversation that you can, that you can effectively build anything with. You, you gotta, people gotta decide to come out of the well. And when they decide to come out of the well, you build a new well and say, okay, dip your bucket here. Watch all the good shit that you come up with. This is, right. you, you gotta decide to invest and to pour into this and make this the place to be as people get more and more disillusioned with the status quo. And, it, and it's inevitable. It, it's, it's inevitable. This, this shit that has been created, it's, it's, it's on some really thin stilts that is being held up as this you know massive indestructible tower. This shit has no logic. It has no point. It, it was just for political expediency and riling people up with all of this ridiculous college talk and it's not going to be able to sustain a thriving and effectual culture and now that they've gotten what they wanted and their dude is in office right um and nothing happens there's going to be a lot of people that are completely disillusioned with this shit oh yeah oh yeah immediately too it's not going to take long for them to figure out that it's not all it's cracked up to be i, I just i would like to know why it's so easy for everybody to get caught in the boxes that they've built for themselves? Like, do do people really just fundamentally agree with this shit? And, and to what degree is it that they agree with it versus they're just afraid to get ostracized by the group they feel like they belong to? Because that's that's the that's the part that that really worries you. Because I can understand. Um, a little bit more, I guess, if it's just about trying to stay safe in the in group versus there are there's got to be some of these people who are talking. Yeah, at least that's yeah. sincere. Some of these people who are talking about this shit really believe the shit that they're putting out, even though they, you know they're capitalizing on it in one way or another. Like Dr. Umar, for one, you know, he says a lot of objectively false shit. You know, he talks about how you can't have any uh, any love or concern. For black people, if you marry someone who's not black, and I, 
to me, that's like, it's so stupid. It should be easy to debunk and just take it off the table. Talk about like the psychology shit that he talks about, what's happening in schools. And like, there's a lot of data to prove all of that. But when I feel like the other part of it is just some sensational shit to say to get, get people riled up and also get uh, black women more on his team. I think that's an appeal to, to the feminine audience that he has because it doesn't make any sense in the actual world. Just who you marrying one person says nothing about how you feel about an entire race of people or the plight of an entire group that they just don't add up. But another thing I'll say is that ever since I took the mental, you know, made the mental choice to remove myself from this stuff and remove my expectations of other people getting what I'm saying or understanding it or supporting it in any way or like things have been a lot better for me on almost every front because I think when you when you are dependent on people to co-sign whatever it is you're talking about when they don't pay into it whether it's attention or support or, or money or anything else when they don't pay into it the way you expect them to or the way you think they should it kind of starts to seep in to your opinion of the information by itself. So even if you started off completely believing in it, when you see other people ignore it for a while, instead of, you can only say for so long, well, they just don't get it. You start to be like, well, maybe it's not, you know, maybe I should re-examine this. Maybe it's not as good as I thought it was and blah, blah, blah. And I think, actually, I think that's destructive. I think completely uh, removing yourself from it and building the thing that you think should exist is a way more powerful endeavor than trying to call everybody over to build it with you. Because they may not see what for who knows how many reasons, but they might not they might not see the importance of it. If you are convinced of the importance of it, like if we're convinced yep. that this Absolutely. is the way, uh, vibrational tribalism and things like that and intentional community, it's not really uh, beneficial for the idea, the the survival of the idea, to wait for other people to get on board. You got to build that shit yourself, and like I was saying, I said this before, you build it yourself, and then eventually, if people come to the same conclusion you came to, your work is to not say I told you so. The the personal work is to make sure you invite them in, you delegate some work, and you just keep moving forward. You don't say what took you so long. I've been on this shit since before it was popular, like all of that. You got to figure out a way to integrate them into the thing that you built. If, I mean, if they're beneficial to it, integrate them into it and just keep moving forward. Because um, I have to say, man, like this, the, the adding the whole uh, tax, uh, not tax, the stock thing and, and these other few things that we're doing, it kind of just, it, it gave more fuel to the whole movement. Right, and working on these uh, these intellectual properties and shit like that, it gave more fuel to the idea than if I would have been constantly talking about it with people who weren't paying it no attention and posting about right. it on Facebook, <laughs> trying to get support and shit like that. I feel like that's a way to let the air out of your idea. Oh yeah, I, I've and, been there. You'll you'd just be a weirdo, and nobody yeah. will like you. And it yeah. could be a great fucking idea. <laughs> it could be great. But you show it off to so many people, and when they don't react to it the way you think they should react to it... You start then, thinking it ain't the shit. Right. right, and that's totally self-destructive when it comes to real-world building. 
Yeah, real sure. world building. I bet you there's a lot of shit that's been built in the world that is something that a lot of people depend on now. At one time or another, people told whoever that guy was, he's yeah, stupid for trying to build it. Yep. Is this like the Noah's Ark story? Is that what I'm talking about right now? Is it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's integrated into Noah's Ark somewhere where everybody was like, man, it ain't gonna rain. It ain't gonna rain. He's like, alright, son. I'm gonna just keep building this motherfucking ark. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get good at this boat thing. Yeah, boat thing I'm investing in the with. boats. And you know, and it worked out. If he would have listened to everybody else, he would have stopped. You know, so I just see the benefit in uh, removing yourself from that stuff and not being victim to other people's opinions all the time. Especially not just everybody. You can't just open it up on social media and allow people who are not even qualified to give advice on that kind of shit. I mean, and and people that are hell bent on being destructive. And they're already operating from a place that there's no desire to find any solutions. What do you think presenting a solution looks like in that world? Like they don't have, and I, and I think what needs to make us distinct and to be counterculture to the fuckery that's going on now is I'm always looking for opportunities to affirm some shit that I don't agree with. Like, um, Umar Johnson saying, if you know, if 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 you marry outside of your race, you have no affection uh, for the black race. Okay, I can look at that and say, obviously, that's religious dogma. That's a proclamation that he made in service to his agenda, and of course, it's unprovable on both sides because you're talking about something that's abstract, love, right? right. And right. if you've already determined that this person doesn't love you because they can't love you because they've betrayed the race, then there's nothing you could do. You could donate a million dollars. You could help bring people out of poverty. You could help people's living conditions. You could do whatever completely in service and give of yourself. But you, but those are all things that said, you know, you could look at, if you make a religious proclamation like that, you just flip it and say, oh yeah, he's doing that to win favor over, to deceive him. That's what he's trying to come in from amongst us and just destroy us all and make us all get white wives and start eating unseasoned chicken and I'm telling you it's coming Just and you can't my say words. nothing and you can't say nothing <laughs> because the, for now like I'm noticing now that the, the turnabout is another thing that's uh, considered that's like on the on the Republican white supremacy side of the game so if somebody's saying oh you ain't doing enough to help black people if you say so what are you doing that's not allowed anymore you can't take somebody who's criticizing the lack of effort and then you say, okay, so what kind of effort are you putting in? That's out of bounds for some strange reason. So you couldn't say to Umar, what are you doing? Because he'll be like, oh, it don't matter. Like, Yo, well, you said you was going to open a school. Well, none of that matters because you married a white woman. Well, you got <laughs> three stripper baby mamas. Well, none of that matters because they all black and you married a white. So he can dismiss you on some arbitrary factoid that right. he initially put into play in the first place. But you can't turn it around on him to, to, to question his efforts or anything like that. It, it don't make no sense. And, and it's just, again why disengaging is so powerful because ultimately what most of these people want is attention right and 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 even and once it has to start getting into to you know personal shit you know what i mean then it's like okay we're not even in the realm of ideas and what's effectual anymore like the moment we're we're talking about well who have you married and who have you impregnated and how does that weigh on how does that weigh on 
um, you know, what these proposals could potentially potentially do to ease human suffering, we've 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 completely got off track. So so I I, I would just say like in affirming, um, you know, when he talks about um, deindustrializing America and how that's fucked over black people specifically, he's absolutely right. Right. He's absolutely fucking right. Yeah, them shipping your jobs over to China, that's fucked over poor white people. It fucked over a lot of middle class black people and a lot of middle class white people too. That fucked over, yes. So him saying, yes, the industrialization of uh, America led to a disproportionate impoverishment of the black community. And right after that, uh, the CIA made uh, cocaine available for us to sell and it had horrifically destructive effects. Absolutely right. So just because he says some ridiculous, unprovable shit, because I can't prove that you love black people any more than he can prove that you don't love black people. But because he's made a religious proclamation that's in service to his agenda, it, it, it allows him to weaponize that concept to be able to dismiss objectively true information based upon the source that it comes from. So right. it, I understand it as a rhetorical tool, and I don't even want to get caught in it because, like you said, we're already we're delving into some shit that we've already concluded is just pointless. There's nowhere to go with that. So I don't even want to waste time on his asinine fuckery. I'd rather focus on here's the things that I agree with him on. Here's the right. things that I yeah. could say objectively. Okay, I'm not going to criticize dude because he didn't build the school. I, I I'm not privy to that information. I don't know what happened with the money. I'm not in a position to accuse him of doing anything uh, improper, right? There could be a lot to the story that I don't know. But the concept that places where black people are suffering the most, where there's the most violence in America, where there's a lack of uh, parental uh, guidance, right? Um, In those places, would it benefit black people if there was a curriculum that spoke specifically to their needs, absolutely. And not only absolutely, but there's data that shows it. It's been done. And yes, there's been grifters that have taken advantage of it and falsified scores just so they could get big checks. Yes, there'll always be some fuckery. But do we throw away the opportunity for people to legitimately do good work and get positive results because a couple of pieces of shit are going to take advantage of it? Nah. Nah. A- absolutely not. So Man. where we can agree with Umar, let's agree with him. When he says some ridiculously, uh, indefensibly dumb shit, at this point, um, I'm I, we're building our well. Uh, there's no place in our well for that. There's no There's no honest discourse to be had about it. There's no point of even bringing it up. Because if if you can't already see that that's a dumb idea based on the poison in the well that you're crafting these ideas in, there's nothing I can tell you. You're not ready to come out of your well. You want to have some identity politics so it's a us versus them shit where it's biological tribalism rather than vibrational tribalism. Um, I understand that that's where you're at, but there's no point in me. I mean, that's like me existing on a 4D plane and you're still in 2D. You know, I, if yeah. I'm in a fourth dimensional yeah. space, I, 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 can, I can try to explain it to you. But until you come into the third dimension and shed that, that tribalism shit and that binary thinking shit 
And until you choose to come into vibrational tribalism, come into that fourth dimension, anything I explain to you is not going to make any sense. Right. So, so if that's the conclusion that you drew, if you don't bring it up, I have no reason to bring it up. So yeah. let's talk about what we can do to get you funding for a school and how we're going to make that money accountable. And it'll be hard for you uh, to, to continue to be racially tribal and hateful if you see that there's a whole bunch of people from other races who agree with what you're trying to do and who are willing to fund you. Right. It's going to yeah. be hard for you to make a curriculum like fuck these translucent dog kissing crack ass devils. It'll right. be hard for you to craft that <laughs> curriculum if you're like, yeah, and they, they helped paid for the school because they cared about black people suffering and getting shot, too. And they wanted to help you because right. we're all human beings and we want to ease suffering. And when that's the aim above just racial tribalism, we could potentially generate a lot more money. We could get a lot more people on board who are willing to channel their time, energy and resources if we're trying to cultivate some positive shit that transcends all the fuckery that. I would say at least 60% of the population is is completely sick of. That That's what I would say. I hope I, so. I, at least 60%. I hope they're sick of it. I, I think so. I that's think the, the path people to that, healing this shit is people getting sick of it. True. Yeah, I think I, I, certain I don't think scrutiny... people know why they're sick of it yet. I, I think more people just know that they're sick of it, but I think the majority of those people that are sick of it don't fully comprehend why they're sick of it they know what they ate was poisonous they just don't know what the ingredient was that fucked them up right they just know they're throwing up right right and that that's good to a degree because at least you know at, at the very least hopefully you won't just keep shoveling that shit down your gullet <laughs> one if, can only know. hope <laughs> if it's making us all sick and we see what's happening but that's the point is do how much do we care about what's happening to everybody else? Because if it just makes the one person sick, I think the power comes from realizing that other people that you think you are not aligned with are also getting sick at the same time. And then we start to see these lines get blurred. Mm -hmm. We start to see that we're not so separate. That we're all connected in a way that they've been lying to us about for a long time, telling us that we're separate and we're all having these different experiences and there's two different this and this and that. But everybody's going through it. And if everybody's going through it, eventually we're going to have to look up and see that we're all suffering in similar ways. And just because of that should make you want to kind of reposition yourself and change your perspective of, of how you're thinking about this separation and how you thinking about who you decided to align yourself with and are they really deeply aligned with you or was this just some kind of fear-based relationship that grew this thing into something you know some uh some subsect of society and shit is it fear-based is it hate-based where where is it coming from and and probably the truth is it's a mixture of everything throughout all of them and 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 also is the person that's leading you how much better are they living than you? That That's right. always an important question to me. Like, whether it's a prosperity preacher or, um, you know, a, a YouTuber or internet guru or whoever, right? Somebody, somebody wants you, it, like, just think about, okay, so if I have this opinion and I'm outraged about this shit and I'm subscribing to this belief system that I can't, uh, fuck with anybody outside my race. Okay, I I'm on board. Uh, 
once I sign up for this, um, what does my life look like? And is are you living that much better than me? Because anybody that's getting rich off sharing some information for, for with you, I would be very weary of how sincere they are and how sincere that information is. Because once there's that, and that's not to say you can't lead people and help people and make money off it, not, not at all. But when the quality of those people's lives is improving so little, while the quality and standard of your life is improving so much, it's hard not to just say, eh, maybe there's a financial incentive there. Maybe the financial incentive is more important than the sincerity of their work, the efficacy of their work, the, obje- the, ob- the, the objectivity of their truth. Maybe their bottom line is more important than all of that shit. And right. I think I think a lot of people are latched on to ideologies, religions, and whatever, where they're not they're not asking that question. Like, okay, so you know, I stood up for all of the shit. Now what happened? Well, Nancy Pelosi made another hundred million dollars. Thanks. Thanks for being outraged. Um, mm. oh you, well, we canceled your job. There'll be no Keystone Pipeline. So you're gonna have to find something else to do. Learn to code, love you, bye bye. <laughs> that's it. Code. Or, 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 on the, okay, oh, well, you know, I followed you and, you know, I do everything that you say and, you know, I've been giving my money. Great. Um, I drive a Cadillac. I got two private jets. I believe uh, God is going to provide me with a third private jet. Um, I don't know what you're doing, but you're probably not praying hard enough. You're probably not loving and following God enough. Clearly I am because I have a lot of money. Uh, yeah, but you have all this money because we all come and we bring you all your money as God intended. Yes. Yes. What's your point? I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, <laughs> and you, I don't like where this is going. Can you teach me how to get some of that money? Well, just love God more, you piece of shit. You're not <laughs> loving God enough. You're probably jerking off to cuckold porn, and God don't want to bless you with all that cuckold porn in your browser history. It's your fault. Okay. All right. Sorry. So every, every, just look at the ideology, what's being asked of you, and if the person is getting rich beyond belief and your life isn't improving, nah, I don't know. It's time to start asking questions. It's time to raise your hand. Yeah. Be like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I also see um, where the content age that we live in right now is going to pay into that a little bit. Because honestly, I, I foresee something in that type of future for what we're doing right now because we're developing intellectual properties and if this goes anywhere near the way i expect it to we could be dealing with those same situations but the difference is right now we have the opportunity to show the entire process right so if people follow from the beginning of this up until now because it's all available, you can see the development, you can see how things change, you can see the principles that we applied and talked about. If a person just appears out of nowhere with $100 million in a private jet and he's trying to sell you a book on, on, on how to become rich, that's a little bit different than seeing people build something from the ground up and apply principles. Because uh, there's always going to be a group of people who can say, well, you know, I read this or I, I did I did that, but I didn't get the same results because most likely they're not following exactly what it is that you lay out that got the results for you. If you're being truthful about saying what got the results for you, what we're talking about 
is mostly psychological and spiritual mechanisms to apply to change people's perspective and put them in a different frame of mind and how they approach whatever it is that they're building. So that's different than saying, you know, come to my seminar and I can fucking enroll you in a MLM. Right. And if you sell enough <laughs> slim tea and shit, you'll get rich. So that's, that's the bullshit. And I think holding it up in contrast, and we've been talking about this back and forth. I've been having conversations with it. Content creation. I think the people who are going to lay the strongest foundations for long-term success right now are people who are not afraid to show the whole process. So Hollywood and everything else has led us to believe for generations that you have to emerge as a masterpiece. And that's not necessarily true. They, they brought these superstars out to us after they have been developing them behind the scenes for who knows how long, teaching them dance step. We, we didn't get to see these people in the studio for six hours a day practicing dance moves. We just see the final result of the dope dance routine on stage and it looks unattainable. That's how you create celebrity. You know what I mean? That's how you create something that people are willing to pay $500 a ticket to go see because it looks like magic. But the people who were going to show the results of them failing, like there's a channel that uh, the boys watch sometimes. Well, we all watch it. It's kind of dope. It's this dude who does like primitive building. So he'll go out in the woods and build a whole cabin barefooted and shit. He cuts down all the trees <laughs> and fucking puts the mud on the walls. And he does it step by step and he builds dope shit. But one of them, um, he built a sling, sh uh, like a, you know, like a sling, like the David and Goliath sling. Yeah. And... He showed a montage of him trying to learn how to use it. And he showed these little quick clips of him throwing a sling at a target. He must have showed 300 clips of him missing the target. Mm. And I was like explaining to the boys how important that is because most people don't even bother showing you that. They'll just build it and then showing you hit a bullseye. And then you're like, damn. And then you want to try it and you feel shitty because you missed 300 times. Not knowing that he did too. So it's important to show the whole process. It's important to talk about sleeping on rappers' couches and shit. <laughs> right. Especially when you are fully prepared and in the process of upgrading and evolving your situation to a place where nobody would ever guess that that was in your recent history. It's not like you relegated yourself to this is what I'm always going to be. You speak it from a whole different point of view of somebody who's getting better and changing their situation. So... That's why that conversation needs to be had. That shit's important. And I think anybody who is paying into that, anybody who's taking the time to show their whole process and explain how they rebounded from their failures and how they repositioned themselves when they learned new information, those are the people who are seeding long-term success into their reality and not trying to fake it till you make it and act like you had it all figured out from the gate. And, and that's a common thing, too, with people that do big things is that there was 30 failures before the one success. You know, there there's 10 failed businesses before that successful business. Right. And that's just that's just a part of the process. You right. know, and and don't accept that as a part of your identity. I failed, so therefore I'm a failure. Like no, that was my step towards the success. Like this is just a part of the process. You're right. It is it is an important thing to see. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz we a lot of us know 
but a lot of us don't, you know what I mean? A lot of us assume that we're behind the curve or we're less capable and shit like that because we don't understand how much failure is part of the process. That's why I dig listening to Gary Vee so much. He talks about that shit a lot, about how you can make shit that don't work and you just understand when you apply the context to your own experience, you start to understand like, okay, I can regroup, I can try something different. If it's something that you really, really intent on making it work, you can just figure out with, from within the failure, how to reposition it and build on top of it without tearing the whole shit down and giving up. That's just going to be, because that's one of the main things that I want people to, to understand too, is that I don't want people to just look at me and see a change that I made and fucking pay me for the information that I put in the book. Right. The, the point <laughs> of the book is to, to help to just to show an example and help other people put themselves in that same picture too. If right. if not, it's fucking worthless, in my opinion. I mean, I know you can still get paid whether they, you know, actually graft those principles onto themselves or not. They still bought the book, so you get paid. But I seriously want to see improvement. I mean, I just feel like that's the only uh, that's the only alignment that anybody should be trying. And I don't want to make it seem like you know this the ultimate selflessness and altruism i mean it's in there for me but i understand how impractical that sounds to the average person so that's something that belongs to me i wouldn't push that on other people but i feel like that's something that we could all benefit from having some type of sem uh, semblance of in our own experiences like i don't but, necessarily but there, but there but there is something in it for the individual like you would much rather, if you're honest with yourself, everybody would much rather live in a world full of successful, fulfilled, happy people. That's mm. that's a better world to live in. Yeah, some Living people a, would. I don't know about everybody. Well, I think, but that that's a whole nother conversation. But as <laughs> far as like, as far as like the goodness of the experience, people smiling, holding doors, not trying to fuck you over. People that have dealt with their trauma and their dysfunction and they're not desperate, like, that's a better situation. When you're living in a situation where everybody's mind is on scarcity, everybody feels like they got to stab somebody in the back to get what they need, nobody's looking out for them, they're not happy with themselves, they're not happy with their situation, and they don't have the tools or the vision to change it. They don't even know where to start. Like, okay, you, you're saying, you're talking all this shit. I don't even know where to start to like get the money I need to feed myself or to change my situation at all. When people are in that space, you know, and a whole bunch of them, that's a that's of course a, a volatile situation and a recipe for disaster. The the likelihood that you're gonna have volatile, violent interactions when that's the 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 mindset of the majority of people um, go up tremendously versus being in a world where People don't feel like um, success is impossible or, or fulfillment is impossible or happiness is impossible. You know what I mean? And, and people feel confident enough that even if they're failing on their way to getting it, they're confident that they're going to get there. P people in that mind, they're, they're more enjoyable to be around. They're more enjoyable to interact with and have conversations with. And also, like you said, just switching that perspective you don't realize how much more opportunity you're making available to yourself, you know? And when people get in that mind state and they accept it as a part of their identity to operate in a way that, that just makes them unattractive, unattractive, the opportunity, 
It's not even that you don't have the skills or you couldn't do it given the opportunity. It's like you're living in a headspace and it's manifesting in, in your demeanor and your interactions with people that is cutting you off from potential things. Like just having that shift first and foremost, everything else can, can potentially be learned and integrated into your program. But if you're stuck in a space where you're unhappy with yourself, like any, anything else is, is out of the question. There, there, yeah. There's no situation you're going to be able to uh, talk your way in or maneuver in that's going to make you happy, you know, or that you're going to find success or fulfillment in. And, and I want to live in a world where the majority of the people are successful, are happy, are fulfilled, are uh, free of their, their trauma and their dysfunction. That's just, that's just is a better world to me. So as far as like the high level altruism and everybody wouldn't be in, in, in on it or really into it as much as you, I, I think if people think about it long enough, I think they would. I, I think I think that vision of the world is is a is a is a more appealing world for 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 most people that hunger for that sort of thing. I guess I if you're so. just uh, just a fucking asshole that's addicted to the pain and the assholery and the fuckery, yeah. Again, I, I we just need to leave those people in that. If you want to yeah. wallow in that well. We're, like you said, I'm not going to cut your leg off to save you. I just, I'll let right, you right. be in that well. And also, I wasn't like when I was saying that I wasn't even considering the people like who who are that far gone. I was thinking about the people in the middle who just have uh, they have these emotional relationships to things and a certain tier of accessibility to things. So there's a lot of people who would definitely lose their fervor for expensive shit if everybody could afford it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. those people, which and that doesn't take you being malaligned or evil. That just you just have a, a misplaced relationship with the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because a Lamborghini is still a Lamborghini, whether there was three thousand of them made or a hundred thousand. It's still the same car. It's got the same engine. It's got the same potential to go the same speed. There's literally nothing fundamentally changed about it, except that more people have access to it now. And if that changes your relationship with it, then I would have to say that the relationship was misplaced from the outset. And maybe you know that's I mean? the equilibrium, the natural equilibrium that the world needs. There's there's too many people chasing shit that they don't even know why they want it. And that creates a demand for people to make shit, even if it comes at the expense of human suffering or wars right. or whatever. Yep. We got to make this shit. We got to make this shit. So a world where people aren't chasing things that they haven't already purposed within themselves, they actually want, I think that recalibrates supply and demand in a healthy way. Yeah, I think so. It's going to hurt a lot of things. A lot of things are going to have to get moved sure. around recalibrated there's and, and, and then we're gonna hear like the same uh the same chatter not to call it chat like it's important talk but the same conversation we heard from people who lost their jobs when they closed the car factories right. that's gonna be the same talk we hear from people that say well nobody wants Gucci belts anymore what are we supposed right. to do and it's gonna be like yo shut up we don't even care you're multimillionaires we don't really care find something else to do with your fucking time than selling people ten thousand dollar belts you know what I mean? And, but like... but is isn't even that when you talk about making decisions that um, ease suffering when that's the main goal? Doesn't that make much? Doesn't that make way more sense to change um, to have that shift in such a way 
where instead of it instead of it wiping out um hundreds of thousands or millions of middle class people who are struggling to get wealth, right? And living check to check, doesn't it make more sense that instead of like wiping out their livelihood that you fuck up people not I don't want to say fuck up cuz I don't mean it in a malicious way, but I would rather put that struggle of finding something else to do on somebody that has to um, that has the means right, to weather right. that storm in a lot easier way. So right. if if I crush this industry and a hundred thousand uh, working class families lose out because we want to we want to employ slaves somewhere else, I'd rather keep those people working, free the slaves that you're pimping, and put you out of a job, and then you could take your hundreds of millions of dollars and just find a new industry to get into. Right. That that to me is a, a better. Yeah. Uh, a, a cost benefit analysis of if somebody's got to get the short end of the stick, who, wh- wh- what, what, what would we rather uproot? Right. Cause you're talking about on one hand, people who could possibly be destroyed for generations because you closed the factory versus a person who probably knows so much about the inner workings of business and money generation that they could just to, to be realistic, the people who operate in those spaces, they could put money into certain industries that they could live off of for the next 30 years without even actually finding a new job. They can just make the right investments that'll pay for their lifestyle right. for they the next few years. don't even have to be actively doing right. anything. You don't even have to do nothing. You just know enough to where to put the money and how to make it work for you. So yeah, I definitely would choose putting them out of the job versus somebody. Yeah, 100%. That's an easy choice. That's not even a hard one. But yeah, it's going to happen though. That's what's going to have to happen. Is people have to change their relationship to possessions. It's not that you can't want dope shit. It's just that you have to put that in perspective. What does that really mean? What cost is it coming at? Literal and figurative. If this dope thing that you want costs the same as six months of somebody's rent, it's like, hmm. I mean, it, this is this is what it takes. This is the amount that it takes for somebody to just exist in the world for a year. And I'm going to spend it on a pair of shoes. Does that really add up to, to living on a planet where humanity needs work, where we need fixing, shit needs doing? Is it really even, I mean, how is it even useful to have shit that exists? Is our money set up wrong? Is our fucking, is our living situation set up wrong? Should rent be cheap, more expensive, or should the shoes be cheaper? Like, the, the fact that both of those things can exist in the same world, sometimes it's just... It's confusing. And in a lot of the places where you have access to those things, it's only blocks away from people in the real world suffering, hungry, mental illness, fucking out in the street. And the government would rather spend tens of thousands of dollars building spikes under a bridge so people can't sleep there than than trying to actually fix the problem. I, I think the same thing that would cause a person to draw the moral line, right, that 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 out of my own, um, uh, from within myself, I'm crafting that boundary of, yeah, I want this thing, but I have limits to the, to the situation in which I'm willing to get it. So here's certain things I'm not willing to do in order to get it. And here's certain conditions in which if the product was produced that way, I would no longer desire the product that that same thing that would give you that moral governance is the same thing that would free you for the from the tribalism. It's the exact same yeah, thing. It's, it is. it's you deciding within yourself 
what your value system is and what's important to you before you lend your energy and your efforts and your morality to any kind of tribe who's making that decision for you already. Because whether it's a political tribe or a racial tribe, they've already decided the value of a lot of these things for you. And you're just kind of going along with whatever's crafted. And that and that's the trap. But if you decide, because the society will tell you, oh, yeah, it's moral. It's good. It doesn't matter. You like the computer, right? You like the sneakers, right? So who cares? doesn't matter, right? Who cares? Yeah, but if it, so the, the, the system may tell you that. But if you've already decided within yourself that that's beyond the pale for you, then that's going to inform your decision making of how much you want something or, or what your what your moral limits are on how it's procured. But it's it's tough because it, because like you've been saying this whole throughout this whole uh, experiment we've undertaken, it is self-work. It's, it's self-work. Yeah, that's all of it. The whole thing. The whole fucking thing. It, it's and it's so easy to point and try to draw attention to these things that are influencing you to be the way you are. Because that's, I mean, there's some realness to that. There's a lot of things that fucking trigger us. And I don't know, I know how that word itself is triggering, but there's a lot of things that trigger us and bother us and put us in a certain mood and put us in a place where we don't want to be exercising these higher uh, frequency ideologies and shit. We just want to be jerks because somebody was a jerk to us. It's super easy. But the work is to transcend that shit. And I think pointing out that this is something that it's not a unitask ideology. You know what I mean? It's something that the same philosophy from where it is without too much stretching and pulling can apply itself to so many aspects of life and with the with the ideal of improvement. Right. It's kind of reminding me of not to compare it to such a masterwork, but it's kind of reminding me of how the art of war has survived for so long because it's not just about actual war. You can take those words that were written there and it don't take no effort at all to apply it to relationships in the office building or, you know, anything, anything, any type of relationships or human interaction that you have to navigate. The art of war can help you. It's, it's probably not always the best thing that you can consult or how to fix something, you know, necessarily. <laughs> but it's really, really easy to superimpose it onto a lot of other situations and get sound with advice from it. And that's what I like about it. So I think this thing, it, it's going to end up having the same, uh, the same effect just because that's the nature of getting down to the root of how to solve these problems. And admitting that it's all self-work for, first and foremost and guiding it towards a place where it's going to make things objectively better for everybody. It takes, it, it puts the self where it belongs, but it takes the responsibility to self away from the places where it shouldn't be. Cause there's some places we don't even have to consider uh, what we want out of it. If it's just the dopest thing for everybody involved, we don't even really have to deeply consider what we're going to get out of it because there's so many benefits already. Somebody said, uh, to you know a thought experiment is to design a world that you, and you don't know who you're going to be in that world so right. don't try to build it for yourself just build it and without knowing what station you're going to occupy or what family you're going to be born into or what color you're going to be or what gender you're going to be that's world building you know what i mean because you want this shit to be you want everybody to have access 
to the same energy at least what they do with the opportunity is like i don't who knows who knows and even that the whole uh outcome equality of outcome versus a equa- uh equality of opportunity even that is not considering the whole generational pressure that all of us have on us this shit doesn't happen in a vacuum there's always going to be people who don't give a shit and you can give them the best plan. You can set them up. You can make phone calls for them and all of that. And they're going to squander it because that's just who they are. And that's fine. But for the most part, I think people want to be responsible for their own growth and development and success. I I think it takes a, a very traumatized person to wait around for or would rather somebody hand them something without them having earned it. That's a person who's probably, you know, lost a lot of shit, has abandonment issues, has things taken from them. They don't see any any reason to plan on tomorrow because any everything could blow up at any moment. That's the person I feel like would rather yeah. you just hand them a check for a million dollars. Most other people want you to just either open a lane for them or, or at the very least, don't trip me while I'm climbing. Right. At the very least, don't trip me while I'm climbing. And I, I think that's what most of us want to see. And, and that's available for us now more than it's ever been in the history of humanity. So this this is the time to bet on that shit. If there was ever a time to bet on it, it's now. So fuck it. That's, I mean, I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to experience it. That's the one of the biggest points of the compound. I want to see how people function when there's, without the pressure, without the pressure of the cost of existence. You know what I mean? I want to know what it's like to have an, an amount of revenue either coming in or sitting and working or have an amount of revenue secured to where you don't have any direct pressure on your existence. So you can wake up and just figure out what is it that makes you as a human genuinely happy and genuinely excited about life. Because how many of us really know what that is, the way shit is set up right now? You know what I mean? Like you got to hustle to get the electric bill paid and the mortgage and everything else. There's there's very little room for you to just, you know, enjoy the breeze and figure out what it is that really makes you tick. It may it might not be plumbing. You might make a good living emptying septic tanks and shit. But if you if everything was taken care of, is that what you would still do with your time? I'd li- I'd like to explore that and see what people would really do with their time if there wasn't any other pressure. And I know that's like, you know, the uh, that's the conversation that's kind of being had around universal basic income is that if you can remove these couple things, then people would be able to get a picture that they haven't really been able to develop for themselves under our current system. Shit is fucking rough out here. So you can't blame people who don't have time to think like that. Not many of us do, to be honest. I mean, you got to have a you got to have a pretty nice um a pretty nice stream of income or multiple streams of income to even entertain those types of thoughts. Most people are just in the hustle. You know what I mean? You wake up, you get it done, you come home and you're lucky if you get to watch two episodes of escapism on Netflix before you go to bed. Right. On autopilot. Right. Yeah. You just can't. And it's like, and that's, that's valid because this is literally the world that we built. The whole fucking 40 hour work week shit was based on fuckery. That wasn't based on optimum productivity and all of that. Productivity has, has multiplied exponentially since the 60s. But I tell you what hasn't multiplied is the compensation 
for that, you know, the compensation for that productivity. Why? I have no idea. You know what I mean? I, I can't say honestly. I don't know why people are the, the CEOs and shit are making triple, quadruple more money than they've ever made. So why that's not trickling down to everybody else and it still be room for people to understand that this is the best thing to do? I don't know. It boggles the mind a little bit, man. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know it's greed. I know it's a little bit of fear and, and callousness and not really giving a shit. Because if you can get somebody to work for $8 an hour, why would you pay them 12 And most people are not confident enough to demand the 12 because there's somebody right behind you who'll take the 8 and then you're fucked. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, a, it's a really weird system we've built for ourselves. And uh, I don't, the only way I know out of it is to integrate enough to make the proper extractions and then build an alternative. I don't know any other way to do it from inside the system. I don't know if you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's the way. And yeah. it's... We talk about it like it's a small thing, but it, it it's not. It's really, I think I used this analogy before. It's it's like um uh the that the the stone of syphysis, like just the meaninglessness yeah. of, right. of so the day-to-day activities that's going on, but we're going in a particular direction, and it's a direction that doesn't give a fuck really about those quality of life issues that you outlined about people being fulfilled and having a purpose right um and you're trying to you're basically trying to stand in front of this giant stone that's been going in this direction since the beginning of recorded history and standing in front of it without being crushed by it and then have enough people that start slowly rolling it in the other direction right you know so i I mean it's it's a huge it's a huge shift from how we do things now um but yeah, it's it's it is one part human will, and then the other part is is the resources. There's no we have the freedom to cultivate and create whatever we want. Um, uh, we're we're um, fortunate enough to be in that circumstance. So there there's nothing really impeding people from cultivating this sort of situation. But yeah, you need. You need the resources to do it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the suicide rate is amongst like the Amish or the Midnights, but that that being kind of detached from the larger culture. I mean, I don't think they give a fuck who the president is. I don't think they're on Twitter, uh, you know, um, applauding the death of children and cracking jokes. I just don't think that they're into that sort of shit. And I think they're okay. I think yeah. they're okay helping each other build their own houses. And, uh, you know, harvesting the crop and, uh, you know, growing big ass beards. I, I think I think they're perfectly OK. And they get on the train every now and then, you know. Yeah, but it seems they're like they're getting something out of it. It seems like we could learn as a, as a species. It seems like we could learn something from what they're doing instead of just calling them weird. Because like right. you said, a lot of the shit that's that's plaguing us and it's plaguing us in a place where we're supposed to have the most access to the most opulence, the most media. You got 347 channels. You got 15 pay services. You got all of this shit that's supposed to be keeping people happy and keeping them, you know, satiated. But they're still destroying each other and themselves. But you got people who have made a conscious decision to disconnect themselves from all of that 
and they from the from the outside looking i mean aside from a little bit of spousal abuse and and misogyny and possible you know patriarchal shit you know aside from some of that shit they seem to be doing okay dude i mean are they well, then again, they wouldn't be calling the cops too much, probably either. So I'm sure no, some shit goes a, down. There's no way to prove it. There's no way to prove it. <laughs> yeah, if it is going bad over there, nobody would really know. And I guess that's part of it. That's good too, because I mean, not that you want people to suffer in silence, but there's also if it's if it's something going wrong in there and it's not obvious from the outside, maybe it's better to not broadcast it to 300,000 people on Twitter and have them all form their own opinions about what's going on in the Mennonite community. And maybe that's, right. maybe that's good too. You know what I mean? Imagine how many arguments, arbitrary arguments and disagreements you've had with your girl. Like if you told all your friends about every one of them, they'd hate her, even though you've oh, forgiven her. You've forgiven her, y'all have completely gotten over it, and you realize it was a stupid argument. But your friends will be like, yo, how, how are you still with her? What a fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah. Scum cunt. Miserable yeah, it doesn't scum make any sense. But yeah. that, and those opinions from outside could then start to influence what you guys have. So, yeah, there's something positive to be said about keeping that shit to yourself. It's, it's the ground cover uh, concept in permaculture. Mm. That's the first thing you do when you're starting this uh, this new endeavor. You want to start building the soil. You don't think about nutrients. You don't think about tilling. You don't think about where the apple tree is going to go. You dump six inches of mulch on the whole shit. Just cover the whole thing. Just let it have a chance to rest, grow microorganisms, grow fungus that it needs, kill all the grass that was there and all the weed seeds that were... Like, just cover the whole shit. Just cover it all up. And at the early parts of a permaculture project, that's the most powerful thing you can do. It's going to improve your soil. It's going to improve your long-term success chances because you just gave the whole network a chance to just cool off and regenerate rather than just sticking a tree in the ground and asking even more of this land that's been, you know, given Already up all this energy and not right. getting nothing put back into it. The best thing you can do is just cover the whole shit. Give me more. And that's where we're at with humanity. Right. Humanity is a weathered, beaten, abused, and traumatized um, worker who has barely any time to sleep. And industry is like, yo, we need you back. It's the bell whistle. Let's go. Right. And there's no like, well, wait a minute. Like, we need to be nourished. And not only that, like, what are we even building? I'm I'm getting up for work yeah. every day. I'm exhausted. I'm unfulfilled. And I'm I don't even know what's getting built at the end of this conveyor belt. Like I don't even see what my effort in in this little context, what the the whole is, what the greater effort or aim is at the end of it. And so yeah, man, that that's that's brilliant. That's absolutely we traded um, meaning for all of these these like trinkets and distractions, right. and. I think the 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 social illness that's emerged is is evidence that yeah we've 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 been way too content to ha because we have access to these gadgets and these distractions that that somehow makes up for the lack of like real real connectivity and meaning yeah. and so and that doesn't mean that the objects are bad it just means our attitude about them and what we're willing to give up in exchange for them, that that needs to be recalibrated. And that's not something 
we can rely on the government to do any power you give them to make decisions. They're not going to make those decisions with your best interest in mind. The, the only way that we get to that point is people deciding to tune a lot of this shit out. Doesn't, it doesn't matter who the president is. Doesn't matter who the doesn't. It's going to be some self-serving, um, psychopathic, sociopathic, uh, greedy motherfucker that's going to take that power that you give them to, to look out for themselves. So there, so there's no point in getting outraged and getting attached to that. Um, the, the only path forward is, is, is permaculture, not just, not just in being able to feed yourself, but, but being a part of and cultivating a culture that has some sort of eternal meaning, some sort of permanence. It's not just this throwaway plastic shit. There, right. There's a set of values and goals that, that stretch beyond just like the, the, your, your temporal needs and your, you know, your, your day-to-day necessities. There's right. got to be something more important than that that you're working towards. Right. And that permaculture principle can superimpose itself onto everything because everything would benefit from having that idea at the outset. There's no business. Well, or not maybe not everything. I'll rephrase that. I'll say anything that's really worth existing. If you factor that in at the outset, a long-term integration with this thing and everything around it to, to make sure that you uh, put just as much in as you take out the rest cycle. All If you apply all of that at the beginning, I can't think of too many businesses that wouldn't flourish even more than they are now. That doesn't, that doesn't mean you're going to start taking losses. That means you have a better chance at being around for a longer time and helping more people in the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just an objectively better way to build all this shit if you own a car company you should be thinking about this you shouldn't be thinking about fuck it well you know whatever happens happens if you factor this in even culturally it seems like it would give you a place in people's consciousness where you wouldn't be seen as some you know throwaway disposable company you know big corporation we don't really care about them we just want their shit you could just have a different connection with people but you know, I'm you know, I'm sure there's a, a couple millionaires out there right now that think this is crazy talk, and you just got to pay attention to the numbers. And that probably was true for a time. I just feel like we're in a different paradigm right now. I think yeah, it's called the world, the atmosphere, existence is calling for change right now. It's not just people; it's the way you exist in society. I and I say evolution or extinction because I remember thinking about how. This isn't the old paradigm tells you that you got to argue this shit out to the ground and debate and fight about it and have a war to see who's right. That's their old way. I think the new paradigm is one of just saying, what would you do if over the next six months oxygen was going to evolve into some other gas? Is there a debate? Is that we're going to fight about it? You're just either going to learn to breathe this new shit or you're not going to be here. It's period. It's evolution or extinction. There's no room for conflict and combat in that. It just is what it is. And I'm more in, I'm more uh, focused on evolving than becoming extinct. I really feel like the shit that we're focusing on and paying into is something that most uh, people around the planet who have any uh, idea or any inkling, any motion in their being to improve and evolve is probably thinking the exact same thing. That's what I feel. It's the zeitgeist for real. It's just the spirit of the age. It's what it is. That's why it doesn't need to be, uh, we don't have to compete with the algorithm for this. 
what we're talking about is the algorithm. <laughs> we don't have to compete with YouTube and shit. Like we will put these videos up, and if they ever try to take them down, what I don't give a shit because I'm not dependent on them because I understand that they're gonna have to go along with this shift too eventually. So I'd rather keep pushing myself forward in the wave rather than warning people about how they're going to fall behind or anything like that. I'm just trying to stay at the head of the wave and I see where it's going. So I'm all in for that. I'm all in as far as that's just concerned. And as far as, you know, I can tell just looking at the past year or so, I feel like I made the right decision. I feel like I made the right decision. Everything's going in the direction that I want it to be going. Things are closer to where I want them to be than they were last year. And the only thing that changes is your personal perspective and the work that you start. Like, you know, of course, you do a little bit more. But the reason you're able to do a little bit more is because you're convinced that the work matters. It's not just uh, a metric that necessarily can. I may not be able to lay out on paper and show somebody what these improvements are and what I attribute them to. But I understand it from within the experience. And and that's good enough for me. My stocks is doing pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean. And that that sounds like a, a crazy statement to myself from four years ago. Right. But shit is real. I'm up five hundred thirty eight percent in cash and maritime. In case anybody was wondering. Bam. <laughs> this shit is amazing. It's absolutely unbelievable. And what was that like in a couple months? Um, one month. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's never been a time in any other endeavor I, I, that I could think of, and I'm sure you could say the same thing, where you increased your wealth by five hundred percent in a month. Right. With with uh, I won't say zero. I'll be honest. I'll say uh, a, a minuscule amount of physical effort because the motion of my thumbs on the phone does count. Um, the Googling and YouTubing that I do to look up which stocks are going to perform well, that counts as labor. So I won't say zero effort. There was some effort, but still 530% with Google, YouTube, and thumbs. <laughs> you can't be <laughs> mad at that. You can't be mad at that. And anybody who, uh, anybody who ain't playing that game right now, you, you, you playing yourself, you playing yourself. They, they laid us out this situation. They told us it wasn't for us. They told us we couldn't navigate it. And they've been proven wrong. So it's time to get in the game and play. Make these extractions. Make these extractions. Transfer this wealth from them to you and build the alternative. Build the alternative. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 title of this episode could be uh Stop calling stocks and yoga white people shit. <laughs> yeah, stocks and yoga is not white people shit. It's just so it's, yo, try it out and see how you see what you do. You'll be up a few hundred percent and you'll be limber and peaceful and shit. You won't be mad at this at the red light. You'll be relaxed. <laughs> you'll 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 be so relaxed and so focused that you won't stress out and you'll know to buy the dip. You won't right. panic. You'll right. be like, you know what? I, it's going down. I'm gonna buy the dip. It'll be just back that, up. bro. That's a that's a world changing principle right there. Just that by itself, without considering everything else, just by the dip. Do you know how <laughs> that is spitting in the face of everything this uh this this system has showed you 
on the outside. You know what I mean? It tells you how you're supposed to panic and you're supposed to stay up all night hustling and work your fingers to the bone and, you know, everything. They taught us all of that. But when you say buy the dip, <laughs> you laugh in the face of all their chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's such a dope principle, bro. When it looks like it's going down and they want you to panic, I'm just going to buy more. How do you feel about that? <laughs> how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm going to double down. Right, because that's what they've been doing behind the scenes. They won't tell you that part. That's what they've been using. You know what I'm saying? They've been using all the magic that they told us to be afraid of. They're using Fibonacci sequence to 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 re to, to figure out where stocks are gonna go. Right, bro. When I saw that, that was like that was one of one of the tethers. One of those tethers that we have that's connected to keeping us conservative and worried and a little bit scared about taking risk. When I saw that they used Fibonacci, one of those tethers got cut. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It's liberating. Y'all using some, some metaphysical mathematics over here to, oh, okay, I see what's going on. I see what's <laughs> happening. Y'all just fucked up. You let me see you using Fibonacci to figure out the stock market. You just totally screwed up totally screwed up that that's some powerful shit if you really take into account what fibonacci is versus what the stock market claims to be you know what i'm saying because fibonacci mathematics is very uh harmonious and the stock market presents itself as chaos right so how do you measure chaos using a harmonious system somebody lying and it ain't fibonacci and without exception Whenever there's suffering and a loss of wealth, it's not a loss, it's a transfer. Mm, right. Every every one of these giant dips, like they say, you know, when everybody sold off in 06, if you just would have held, you would have made mm. all your money back plus double. Right. You'd have been fine. You'd have been right. fine. Now, there, there's a couple companies um, that probably, if you were direct, you know, invested in them directly, um, some companies probably went out of business for sure. But if you just invested in an index fund or something, yeah, right. it would have it all came back eventually. Right. But you never had the chance to make it back because you sold it for the cheapest it was. And who do you think bought it when it was dirt cheap? Right. The same people right. who were sitting in the big chair the whole time because they knew. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I know a correction's coming. I ain't selling shit that I know is going to be good long term. My 5G shit and my AI shit and electric car shit. Nope, I know it'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not falling for it. I'm gonna hold it forever. Uh, pay me my. I need a couple of million by Thursday, and I need it. I need it crisp. I need unmarked bills. I need it all. And but if you just oh it dipped a little bit, like I had uh, that AYRO, and I know I'm like it's gonna get back there. It's nope. I'm not son. It dipped. It got back like in the sixes. I just bought a whole bunch more. That shit got like to 11 bucks today. I'm like, there wow. we go. I was waiting on you, bitch. You sorry, slow bitch. But you got where yeah. I needed you to be. Thank you. Yeah. I'm learning that same and lesson too. I um I had something in here. I think it was called, I think it was KRMD, something like that. It was a medical thing. And it was sitting for so long. It was down low. It wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And it was because because of the little deal I made with myself not to just keep dumping money into it. I wanted to just keep what I had and grow it just for the experience. I, I wanted to free up the money that I had in there. 
So I waited for it to get a little bit above what I was uh, what I was holding it at, hope, hoping it would do more. And so I saw it jump one day, and I was like, fine, this is a perfect time to get rid of it. I won't feel bad because I didn't actually lose. I just got rid of it sooner than I wanted to. Dude, I look back at it now, and it's double, almost triple what it was when I got rid of it. Oh, you want to know some real heartbreaking shit? <laughs> Uh, I already told you about Novavax, right? Yeah. Yeah. 200 shares. It's up to like 350 now. We're talking about $1,400 that should have been 70 grand. Uh, a brother of mine had a thousand shares of some shit. I think it was called Sundial or Sunworks or some shit. Sundial, I don't the, 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 uh, the ganja company? I, I, I got to look. Is SNDL? I don't yeah, know what the SNDL. Is. I, it's like 350 I, spoke- bucks. Oh no, that's no, no SNDL Sundial the, the growers is uh, two ninety five right now. Hold up, let me look. Let me look. Okay, SNDL. Yeah. Well, let me, hold on. Yeah, that's Sundial Growers. I he sent just, you that. He just sent me a a text saying it got up to three fifty. Let me see here. Did he send me the right one? Okay. Nah, he wasn't yeah, sent. He it did hit three it hit three sixty three. It's back down to two ninety five, but that's three dollars and sixty three cents. Oh, this motherfucker. Okay, no, but I, I sent I'm you still sundial. The biggest loser. Yeah. I sent you sundial when it was fifty cents. Okay, so it he was said, fifty cents, yeah. and I was like, "What you think of this?" Is before I was making decisions. I wasn't right. pulling the trigger yet. I just had a long ass watch list, and I was like, "Yo, what you think about Sundial?" And you were like, "Well, I think the the cannabis companies have had their run already. It's more uh, geared towards you know the bio uh, meds and shit like that." And 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 I thought it just sounded like yeah, I was like, "Yeah, they kind of have popped off. Like it's it's kind of mainstream now. It's no more of that big rumor. Oh my God, cannabis. Yeah. I think we're over that." So I I agreed, but it. It was at fifty cents, and it's at three dollars right now, and that was like a month ago. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy how this shit moves. Most of the things that you would invest, a lot of this shit gains. A whole lot of it gains. There's big losses, of course. People lose their ass in this shit all the time. But I don't know if I. I'm not going to assume that I just have a magic touch. But everything that I showed interest in, added to the watch list, been keeping an eye on. It's all magnitudes higher than it was when I first added it to the watch list. So what does that tell you? And dude, see, I thought he was trying to make me feel good about my Novavax shit because I didn't even look up what the ticker was. When he said three fifty, I thought he meant like my Novavax got to three fifty. I'm thinking he meant three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh. So I'm like, and he's like, I had a, I had a thousand shares, but I, I sold it all. I was like, I felt better because he missed out on three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> but no. <laughs> that's not what happened. He he missed uh, out on maybe uh three grand total. So that's I'm, awesome. I, if you, you I, know, I'm for still a thousand shares, user. you know, depending on where he got in at. But I remember specifically looking at this shit at like fifty cents and watching yeah. it dabble 60, 75. and then I I saw it. I saw it all happen. So the whole point is that I'm definitely trusting my trigger finger a lot more right now. I'm trusting the long term a lot more because I'm watching it. Hearing about it is one thing, but actually paying attention to it and seeing it happen, yeah. something totally different. And it's just growing a lot of confidence in me to just be like, fuck it, and just really, really do this shit, dude. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, and fuck, and fuck what I think or what I say. Obviously, I didn't know what the <laughs> fuck I was talking about. 
And I know I had wasted a lot of money when I first started on penny pot stocks. And some of them did really good because they are super volatile. So right. if there's a catalyst that'll push it up, it'll push it up, 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 up. But it was also ones where it just went down exponentially and never really recovered. Right. You know, I'm talking about getting in at like three or four bucks and that bitch has been under a dollar for uh, over a year. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, if you have the patience to hold on to it long enough, um, eventually, if it doesn't go out of business, eventually you could probably get your money back. It's just trying to be smart, too, with where you want to tie your capital up. Right. You know, if you got right. unlimited money to throw at it, you could take more chances. But if you only got, you know, you got to pick your shots. You know, I try to I try to make I try to make good, good decisions. I did really good this year so far. I've been picking I've been picking winners. But yeah, man, fuck, fuck, fuck do I know, man? You should have oh, bought. Any, yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, how many shares were you gonna buy? I feel like I owe you. I feel like no, I'm I would have had to buy. You know, you got to buy a hundred automatically. So that's where oh, I would yeah, been, like yeah, I take a yeah, hundred yeah. shares real quick. But yeah, that's what I did with Castor. Was I did 125 just to start. I was like, you know, I don't know. So that was my first one that I actually pulled the full trigger on. But I'm mean, like I said, this shit is amazingly up right now and i'm super happy it's, it's it's helping me reach these goals that i set and i was like yeah when i triple my initial investment i'm gonna take out the initial investment and then use the rest that's in there and now i'm like i ain't taking out shit i'm keeping all the money in the game bro. i gotta keep the money in the game it's like catching the fish you just put the hook back in them and throw them out in the water to catch a bigger fish you don't take the small fish home and fry it. you just turn them right around yeah i haven't i haven't pulled out any of my capital anymore either I had I had a couple emergencies a few years ago, but when you see it in there, making more money, you're like, yeah, see, because if I'd have took it out, I could have only bought uh, 250 shares because I kept the other money in there. I got 700 shares now, right. so I'm gonna get way. So when you see, the, you know, the more you put in, the more you get back. It's hard to extract anything out of it. You're like, yeah. so I wrote down some. Uh, it was actually some stretch goals that I made for uh, my three accounts. And I wrote them um, last week to get to by this week. And I ended up stretching them more because by the end of last week, I'd already hit them. I'm nice. like, see, I didn't even think I was going to get there. But yeah, man. That's and, awesome. and, and we're we're overdue for a correction. That's what everybody's saying. But I really feel like they engineer these crashes and it's the spook regular people who... They feel like their whole wealth and identity is tied to this shit. You know, like, oh, no, 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 no. And, and they can't be as frivolous with the money because they're not millionaires. And they panic and they sell. And, it's, and I feel like every time we do that, we just make rich people even richer because we give it to them at bargain basis prices. Yeah. So, like, this time, I'm, I'm not doing it, man. When I, I panicked with the dip back in February... And I look back at how much money I lost. I'm like, you fucking idiot. And I looked at all the shit that I was like, oh, shit. You know, it's probably this is probably the big one. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. This shit is over. It's all about we're about to go to Mad Max. Fuck it. I got it. No, no. If it's all going to Mad Max, it don't matter anyway. What the fuck you need the money for? Right, right. Exactly. Everything, everything I would have held on to, it all recovered. Yeah. It all recovered. And then it went up even to new highs after that mm. beyond what what it had ever gotten to prior to that and i monitored every single one not one thing i was holding ended up worse off than it was uh before 
the crash happened. And I'm like, oh. And then I found out about that dude. I think his name is Paul Singer, some hedge fund manager fuckface who got on TV and was like, yeah, it's all about to go down. We all better sell. And you find out that this dude, like, I guess he bought a whole bunch of puts or did shorts or whatever, but he made, I think it was $2 billion within that month because of all the things that dipped. And it's like, how the fuck can you manage so much money and wield so much influence? You could get on TV and get people to do some shit and you directly profit from it. But that ain't market manipulation. But that dude, uh, Roaring Kitty or whatever, the motherfucker that did the GameStop shit, right? He's He's been subpoenaed in Massachusetts and he's got to go to court. The SEC wants to talk to him. <laughs> I'm saying how they apply the law. You ain't say shit to Paul Singer and these dudes get on TV all the time. And that that's even what they were talking about in some of their chats, you know, about market manipulation. It's perfectly legal for these dudes to get on TV and they run hedge funds and they tell people this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And people listen to them and they're absolutely engineering and influencing what people do. But they do that on that scale and then the institutions protect them and the SEC and the authorities don't go after them. But if you do it from a grassroots level and and the, the little guy comes up, then all of a sudden they're trying to enforce everything and trying to make it seem like a big deal. All this selective enforcement bullshit. It's the fuckery, man. Yeah, he's paying for publicizing the exploit. That's what he's paying for. If he had just quietly done that shit and pocketed his money, I don't think they'd be bothering him right now. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so either. Because Wall Street Bets has been around for a long time. But right. this 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 shit, the GameStop shit is what put it on like mass media radar. Yeah. That, That's what he's put it under that scrutiny. Yeah, it's the publicizing it that 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 did it. Now, and that you know, I get it. He did that was I think the the right thing to do because so many people got to capitalize on it. And of course, the more people with them with more revenue is to me that's just an all around good thing. You know what I'm saying? I just I, I can't find a way to be mad at a bunch of people making a bunch of money. Nah, not at all. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? And I'm and I'm I'm making sure that I'm keeping my eye on all of this shit for any type of opportunity to capitalize wherever I can, period. You know what I'm saying? And then, and I'm also going to teach anybody who will listen, I'm going to teach them to do the same thing. I'm going to show them my examples and all of that. We're just going to, this, this is the way that we do it, period. I don't think there's any other uh, low impact, high reward way to get access to this type of revenue. I, I think this is, this is the best way that we have available to us right now, hands down, period. Yeah, I, f- I, f- I feel the same way. Yeah, it is. And, and us, you know, using that to curate our atmosphere so that we can be more creative and create intellectual properties, that's a close second because intellectual property is infinitely scalable right now at this stage in in human existence infinitely scalable anything that you make that can be impactful there's there's no better time to do it than now you've never been able to reach more people in less time with less effort than you can right now so stock market with with less cost too yeah with less cost absolutely everything that is cheaper now all the video cameras Equipment, yep. everything that you need to get that shit out to people. Amazon will print your book, whether you know how to write good or not. It just it no, it doesn't matter anymore. 
It just takes the effort to get it out there. And if you really have an opportunity to impact people, it's now. It's now and never. Extract from the stock market and invest in intellectual property. I'm, to me, I mean, that, this, is, this is a twofold, this, this is a two-pronged attack that's almost guaranteed for, for just about anybody. I mean, because, you know, there's a niche for literally everything. There's a market for literally everything. Even if, all, if, you, if you customize fucking Crocs, there's a few thousand people who will watch your videos about customizing Crocs and buy them shits from you. And buy a book on how to customize Crocs. It gets just guaranteed. There's seven or eight thousand people that's totally down with you if you put in the time and effort to create the content and be authentic and deliver it to them. So no matter what it is that you're trying to get into, take the money out of the stock market and invest in intellectual property. Period. I, that's that's the best advice I could give anybody for anything right now. And it's not all your eggs in one basket because if your intellectual property doesn't work out and you got some money in the market somebody's going to use your money to make more money and their idea is going to work out right. and you'll get a payday for it. So you, all your bases are covered. And when you, yeah. and when you think about it in that term, the, the world seems more fair and more secure and it feels like there's more opportunity and it's the abundance mind state instead of the scarcity mind state. So you're thinking about how you have, uh, how you're going to have enough time to try to do all the things that you're trying to do and that you got ideas for, for this wealth that you're making rather than spending all your time thinking about how you're barely going to have enough that you need to make it by. Cause you're just relying on, you know, a, a single job and right. then keeping up with all the things that you think you need to spend your money on in order to be, you know, a functioning proper adult in this society. You know what I'm saying? I still got insulation tape all over my car. I got to <laughs> vacuum water out of that bitch. Every time it rains, if I forget to put the tarp on it, I don't care. I don't care. Fuck it. That's fine. It could be an ugly car. It is what now, it is. Now, if, uh, based on what I made and what I have in the bank right now, I'm supposed to have a certain kind of car. Why? Why? I, I need that for what? To show it off to somebody else. And it's that kind of thinking. Nah, man. I'd rather get this thing going that we got planned and let that money stay there and work instead yeah. of take it out to buy the car that I'm supposed to have. Right, right, right. That's just the, objectively the best idea outside of the system of insecurity and keeping up with the Joneses and shit like that. You pay, you're prolonging satisfaction, which is also a proven method to improve yourself and get to longer term, bigger rewards later. Everything about that spells huge success down the road. Rather than I got a cool pair of sneakers today, but I ate ramen noodles for three weeks. Right. You know what I'm saying? And no, and there's and there's a lot of suffering. We can attribute it to all these other things and have these, you know, ridiculously, you know, tangential conversations that touch on everything. And what it really boils down to for a lot of us is we're spending our money on dumb shit and we're not putting our money into things that can actually get us more money. Right. Most, I would say most Americans live that way. And most of us complain that we don't have enough money and that it's a struggle and we don't know how we're going to make it. And, and it, it ain't even a matter of access. It's a matter of management. And nobody, nobody is teaching us. Nobody is teaching us how to do it better. And if your parents didn't know how to do it, then they weren't able to teach you. And when you go to school, they're not teaching you conflict resolution 
They're not teaching you how to de-escalate and get along with people. You know, most of us are socialized in school by either bullying or being bullied, you know, or finding a way to, you know, that like that's the degree of social. But it's not like how to be functional and how to deal with shit that's real meaningful or, you know, they'll teach you like about a checkbook and how to balance a checkbook like anybody still fucking writes checks. <laughs> but right. but, yo, what about what about the stock market? What about residual income? What about nah? You, you're you're being educated to be a desperate worker, just smart enough to be able to work the machines, but to always be desperate enough that you keep showing up and you'll be willing to do the job no matter what it is with no other plan. And as long as you could be stuck in that condition and exploited, you don't have a lot of influence or a lot of say, you know, about how things are done. You kind of got to take what you can get. And that's OK for a time. But if, if none of us get a plan of how to get around that so that we're not just taking what we can get, um, life can be a lot more miserable, you know? But it it, 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 just, it just sucks because um, I think a lot of people are in a negative headspace and they hate life and they don't see any opportunity um, to progress because they're really just trapped in that kind of thinking. And they're not they're not thinking about um, how to manage shit in a in a more um, productive and beneficial way, um, you know. But, but I don't know, man. We're at th- we're at three hours. I'm, I'm I'm running on empty. I don't. I can't even think straight anymore. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I was mining the thought there, but it just it drifted. It, I, I think I, I think you made the point. Of, you got the point across. I think it was sufficient. Yeah, I think we're doing it. It's a, it's a, a mighty work that we're undertaking, but it's gonna pay off. It's already honestly, it's it's already paid off. It's already paid off. I'm already seeing myself in a in a better place for reasons connected to mining these ideas and working out these thoughts and and committing to having these conversations that we're doing. It's it's changing things. Not and not only for us, for other people too from what they're telling me from listening to this shit and having to wrestle with these concepts that we're laying out. So it's doing the work that we intended it to do. You know what I mean? And it's only as long, I think as long as we stick to it, as long as we give it the same uh, amount of time and effort and scale up whenever possible, like we're doing now, catching these extras and, you know, it matters, bro. Every bit of it matters. And it's all bigger than, it's bigger than the pieces we're putting into it. It's going to end up much larger than that in the long run. So I'm, I'm in a good spot. I'm happy. That, and it makes me happy to know that. Dope. Dope, Super man. dope. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. You enjoy the rest of your night. And, uh, yeah, we'll be catching up again this weekend. We got a dope guest on the way. So I'm excited about that. I'll give you more of a, a heads up this weekend before we have it. But I'm looking forward to this weekend show for sure. For sure, for sure. Always a pleasure, my brother, until the next one. All right, man. Bless. Later.